Ooh, hello everyone. It's time for an intimate moment between you and James of the Key Items Podcast. Just kidding. Actually, I'm just having a disclaimer here for the episode. Um, episode's good, actually. It's pretty cool. We talk a lot, as usual. You're, you know this by now. But I actually wanted to clarify a few things. So there's a point in the episode where we do talk about Japan and some of its um, previous World War II um, contributions and the more negative aspects of it. And I talk about it, you know, at length, and I, I stand by what I said, actually, but I think I wanted to clarify that I am talking about previous things that Japan did, which are historical importance and should be remembered and acknowledged. However, current Japan is not doing that, if that makes any sense. Um, I just wanted to clarify that, because I don't think I come across as if I'm saying Japan is evil, um, but I do want to be sure <laughs> that no one thinks that. Um, nip that in the bud ahead of time just so anyone listening can know that um i also we make a joke about um um, media pirating particularly with video games and anime and i want to say that we don't endorse pirating um of any sorts all of my media and video games and stuff that i utilize are paid for um even though i am broke i scrap up the change i can occasionally when i do want to get something and i'm paid i pay through services or buy my own game or whatever and stuff like that but i wanted to clarify that because people may think that even though it's clearly a joke just wanted to do that as well and last but not least this is more of a less serious thing but more of just a little nitpicky thing that annoyed me actually when i thought about it after the episode was that i mentioned the tales video games um took um some things from the grandia video games which i still think may be a theoretical truth however i want to clarify that i mean the new the newer the the video games that came after Grandia, not the previous Tales video games, because Tales, I believe, is a much older series than Grandia um, by a couple of years. And so I wanted to clarify that going ahead. Um, but other than that, thanks for coming back. Sorry you had to hear me ramble on for a couple of minutes about crap. Enjoy the show. Bye-bye. Body to another episode of the Key Items Podcast. We are your deep-fried southern podcast for video game stuff. I, I don't want to say news, because that's not our only function. Um, but video game, nerd, and anime stuff to listen to on your, your, your daily routine, possibly. Or just for fun, if this is your idea of fun. If this is your idea of fun. No judgment here. I am so... Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm about to judge. Hold on. No. <laughs> There's going to be judgment here. Um, okay. If this is your idea of fun, um, I am sorry. Uh, 
You have a foretaste of fun. Just kidding. Um, but yes, we are your your Southern podcast for all nerd things and all nerd media. Um, we are also your podcast where we question your religious beliefs and political ideas. I'm just kidding. Somebody out there got real worried for a second. Everyone yeah. said, oh no, my life's about to be examined. I don't like that. Um, but yes. Welcome back after our two-week hiatus. Um, for those of you who may have been wanting an episode, I am sorry about that. If like I didn't drop any like news or updates about like, oh, okay, there won't be an episode. I'm going to be trying to do a lot better at that. I'm real bad at the social media thing, people. Um, I don't like it, to be honest. But... I'll, I'll, I'll do better at it, so everyone knows. Um, but yeah, so welcome back. I am James, your host for the podcast. And with me are my co-hosts. To my right, as always, he, having the three-star Dragon Ball, it's Dustin. And then to my left, holding the four-star Dragon Ball, it's Arnold. It is I, the one and only four-star Dragon Ball. Arnold gets the four-star Dragon Ball because he's the youngest. And Gohan had the four-star Dragon Ball. But we'll get into that. Um, Y'all tell there's a theme already. There's a theme. I don't even need to hide it. Today will be one of many episodes where we talk about the progenitor. I'm just kidding. It's not the progenitor anime. But it's one of the most popular animes in the the late 80s and the 90s. And we will get into that um, once we start on our topic. However, with almost every episode that we have, let's get into... Some of our news. Now, I actually have no news this week. (laughs) Mainly because there has been so much news in the last two weeks. I just have looked at it and I didn't put any of it down. Real talk. Um, I've also been paying attention to non-video game news a lot, which Mm -hmm. has had me both concerned, enraged, and, um, yeah, just general stuff. I've also been really busy with a lot of things in life. Basically, Mm -hmm. all I have to say is being an adult minority in the current world is difficult. Um, (laughs) But outside of that, that's, that's me. I don't have any news on game. I know all the news. So if my co-hosts have news, I'll be able to comment on it. But I didn't write anything down. All of my info is coming when we get to our games and anime. So I got a lot of that. So I'm going to let you two decide who wants to go first. I'll go first. Of course you will. What bad news do you have for us this week, Arnold? (laughs) There's something with Bethesda, but I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, instead, we're going to talk about Blizzard again. <laughs> oh, from one shit back to the other. <laughs> so, Warcraft 3, the reincarnated 
<laughs> Is that what you call? No, 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 not reforged. The reincarnated. It's, it's fucking. It's garbage. Uh, You're right. It's more like a zombified husk that moves about. Exactly. Um. So I don't know when it happened. What exact? What exact date? But a offline competition took place on that game, and when it got to the final round, the the last two players were like facing off. I, I, one of them were about to win, but guess what happened? Did, did the service cut off? Yeah. Oh, I nailed it. Offline. Ha! match. What the fuck? And not just once. It happened a second time. And the same player was going to win again. On the third run, the other player won. Wow. That sounds like... Wow. That has, got to, that has got to piss off the other dude. Mm-hmm. What did you they know? like? I'm actually curious. What did Blizzard decide to do? Did they just let the dude win? Blizzard didn't do anything. Wow. Because wow. per tournament rules, if the game crashes, they have to restart the entire match. But if you're like, if you're getting close to winning, like if it's if everyone knows you're about to win, and then it resets. Like this isn't like what I would call like oh this is just like you know this is war this is battle. No, things don't reset in war and battle, <laughs> like, you know. But they do in video games, and that's why Blizzard didn't do shit. Hmm. Blizzard's shit. Yeah. I don't even know how else to say it. Like, yeah. they don't care about the people that play their <laughs> games. And don't get me wrong, a lot of gaming companies don't give a fuck about people. But, like, like Blizzard just doesn't care. Like, they just allow this person... I don't even know... I'm not blaming the guy who won either. Like I'm like, you keep they keep giving you these chances. You're going to capitalize on it. But if the yeah, other by the time is, the third time you play this guy, you've got his strategy figured out, right? Probably. I think that's what happened. Right. Like that's the thing. Like you play a dude three times in a row, you figure out his strategy, and that's stupid. That's dumb. But it, it's very Blizzard. It's very Blizzard. Go ahead, Arnold. Uh, another news. Uh, I'm pretty sure this was already public, but everyone knows that uh, EA pulled out of GDC, right? Oh, a lot of people did. But yeah, EA was one of them. I think Capcom did too. Capcom did. Um, Kojima Studios did. Um, well, it's now confirmed that Microsoft, Unity, and Epic Games have also canceled their GDC appearance. Oh. Which makes GDC even less valuable to go to, even though I've never been to one. Just so everyone knows, in case you've been living under a rock, a new form of viral infection has been spreading across the planet, and no one's calling a pandemic yet, which is really ignorant. But um, um, it's, it's spread across everywhere. The coronavirus, if you haven't heard anything like that, it has affected multiple markets. Um, it has excited more racial tensions than need be in America already. Um it has made mm-hmm. leaders of our country seem dumber than before. And um, the reason that I bring this up is because it's directly affecting G- GDC, as Arnold had mentioned. Uh, yeah. A lot of places are coming out and leaving. Given this this virus is a, a souped-up version of influenza almost, and it is, it's just as deadly. And so what people don't understand is influenza is deadly. You know, people yes, think... lots of thousands of people Right, die. they die from it. And now people are taking it seriously because it has a unique name, basically. 
um, humans react like that to things that they don't know. Um, we we this basically shows how basic animals we are, honestly. And mm-hmm. so um, this is making a lot of fear mongering and scaring a lot of people. It's ironic that a lot of companies are not going to GDC, even though a lot of people are still flying. Um, yes. It's it's weird, but yes, just to highlight what Arnold is hitting on, this is a very serious thing, and a lot of places, including America, doesn't have the health care and coverage to fix all of it because, well, people figured out that you can charge exuberant amounts to keep people alive, and so businesses happen, um, and that's what's going to make it difficult. So because of that, a lot of game companies have just shot out, so yeah. Sorry, Arnold, to kind of go on that, but just to fill people in, in case they're wondering why that's significant. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually the main reason why are these companies' main um, statements are saying that the um, because of the coronavirus, they're pulling out of the GDC. Yeah, which you know, I, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah. You these companies probably don't have the the money to cover health experiences expenses for um their their employees and stuff like that um it's it's people don't know everything given if you treat it like the flu more than likely you'll i do be okay. believe uh the but, city of francisco did declare like a local for the well yeah because they had about what like two people pop up in the mm-hmm. last couple in the At last least, couple of days yeah and we have our first reported death of it, but this person had pre-existing issues. Pre-existing issues, um, and mm. so if you have pre-existing issues, even the the flu will kill you. So, um, so yeah, so it it makes sense. Like this junk is going to spread uh, mainly because people are dumb and go, I don't care. I'm still going to do what I want to do. You think um, they should instead of continuing with the March um, for GDC, they should move the date. Right. They probably will. the The problem is, is that people probably have some reveals and stuff that they wanted to do. At GDC. Yeah, right. But like at the like, oh, it says a lot of companies are dropping out of it. They I may feel like they should move the date. They'll probably move it. Um, or they'll probably figure out a way to like, like it could honestly be canceled, like for the year. Because the companies are already losing money, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, because a lot of people are getting financially screwed because of this, you know. This yeah, is the where the stock market is down everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a joke about this the other day um, to my girlfriend. I was like, my job right now isn't the best, and I don't have one that pays the best. But because the market's shutting down, a lot of stuff's going to be messed up. And like a vulture, I'll just pick off the ashes. <laughs> pick off the corpse of the economy is what I'm looking for. Um, but, damn. hey, I don't care. I've been screwed over many times. I'm just kidding. I don't want people to lose jobs. I really don't. But um, that is what happens. Like, yep. like, you know, I'm sure there's someone out there that doesn't want me to get screwed over and as i have in my jobs but you know it happens um i i i my remorse is very different than most people nowadays but yeah so i don't know they may cancel it they may not um 
I don't know how to go. I'm hoping they'll figure out something that works for everybody, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, there's usually so many variables to take into consideration. They just kind of they just decide not to do anything rather than try to please everybody. It feels like. And this may honestly push more companies to um, to do what Sony and Nintendo before them have been doing. Mm-hmm. Is doing like a, a lot of online um, press events and stuff like that, and release schedules and stuff for video games because, like, real talk, um, it's cheaper and it it's is. safer. Given that, also gets rid of a lot of jobs because you won't have people that you have to hire to set up booths and speak at things. And man, and booths, some man booths, man booths, and out. Like t-shirts and whatever else they do with those things yeah you know and we always make jokes about like the booth babes are the the i don't know if they have booth booth men but i'm sure there are some like you know the the booth bods there we go that's the a booth good way to describe it um the booth bods um and people who may like work the booths and everything like that those are usually kind of like your your con jobs like they're mm-hmm. they're like a once in a year thing where some people can make some money real quick and easy that don't have um necessarily stable careers and stuff like that right. so it's yeah it's really harmful to a lot of people in the gaming community um i think a lot of people think that the gaming community is done by robots and that disease or financial crisis or overwork and crunch doesn't affect them but it does just like anybody else in any other form. yep it definitely does yeah mm-hmm. so go ahead arnold sorry <laughs> and uh, my last bit of news is ea just them them the one and only uh have canceled yet another Star Wars spinoff game. I heard about that. Well, I saw and the article. This is not the ragtag, which is supposed to be the like um, Uncharted, and not the Orca, which is the second one that came after Ragtag. They were supposed to take the asset from Ragtag and make the game's actually not called Orca. The second one that got canceled, just like you know the code name, mm-hmm. code name Orca. Um, but like the, the third. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the latest one was supposed to be uh, was under the codename Viking, and it was supposed to be launched for the next gen consoles in twenty twenty. Did they say um, why? Which, um, uh, yes, it was originally envisioned. This is uh, from an article from Jason Schreier from Kotaku. <laughs> Jason Schreier, he's a really smart dude, but he's weird. Yeah, he's the only person I really like trust. He's a very reliable source of gaming information. Like, uh, one of the highest. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, uh, apparently, uh, once it came clear to the EA executives that the, it wasn't going to come out, that re- time frame for it was unrealistic for it to come out this at the like, almost end of this year for the next gen, uh, they decided to just nick it. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, <sighs> I... I don't know. I, I'm one, I'm tired of Star Wars right now. It's oversaturated. Like, it's everywhere. Like, too much Star Wars. But, it's kind of sad. But because Star Wars is owned by Disney now, I don't think they'll ever make anything I'll truly be okay with. Like, 
Like, if you know what I mean? Like, Disney is so... They knew their stuff so hardcore. Mm-hmm. And when it's children's programming, that's fine. I can watch it and be entertained. But when it comes to stuff like Star Wars, I don't want rated G all the time. You know? Um, but it's owned by them now, so that's all you're going to get. Um, One thing I should mention, though, uh-huh. is that this game was actually canceled halfway through 2019, except there are no reports about it. EA made no report about it. Yeah, but that was also... 2019 wasn't too great for them either. <clears throat> yeah, but Not until near the end. That's why they probably they released info now. Yeah, they they I think they were waiting till they got some they finished all the goodwill from their last Star Wars game, so then people yes. can go, oh, maybe they just want to make a really good one. Which I I know the last Star Wars game was good. I just don't believe that EA is there yet. Well, currently EA has two Star Wars games in development, uh, a sequel for Jedi Fallen Order, of course by Respawn, and apparently they have a another one. From EA Motive in Montreal. Uh, it's a lot smaller, apparently, so who knows? Maybe that one get canceled, too. Now, I have heard that EA is thinking about redoing KOTOR. Ah, yes, the Old Republic, that, too. Um, which is one of the best games I've ever played in my life. Um, great game. Played on the Xbox. The original Xbox. Um... For those of you who play Dragon Age games or you play Mass Effect games, this was done by BioWare who did those games back when BioWare was still having to do a lot of work. And so their, game, their games came out amazing. Um, it's, well, yeah, it's one of the best games ever. So I don't know how I feel about e- current EA redoing it. Like, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, because I feel a lot of the magic will be taken out. And I think a lot of, like... I, I don't know. I think they'll try to jazz it up and make it cool. You know? Mm-hmm. Your Jedi will have a hoodie. And mm-hmm. someone's going to have belt buckled boots. And well, but that's how everyone wants. Cosmetics. Someone, yeah, someone's going to have Final Fantasy look. Someone's going to have, like... Uh, a cropped over hairdo and shaved on the other side and like colored hair with a nose <laughs> ring and and she's gonna be like the coolest Jedi and you're gonna have like a, 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 a thin Jedi with a hoodie on that's all about like the, the forces the force is grayer than you think yeah and then you'll have some wisecracking robot that says memes because yes. like HK forty seven, except he HK forty seven came with his own jokes, and that's what made him so great. Um, and then you're gonna have a Mandalorian in your party. They're gonna try to make the Mandalorian as much as the as the Mandalorian from the actual show, yeah. as opposed to the actual cool Mandalorian dude. That's like this half mercenary jerk jerkwad that's in your party, but he's also a little nice. God, I love that dude. The dude was like. I will follow you, but if you ever go against what I think is okay, I will cut your throat in the middle of the night. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I like you. You get all the best weapons in my party. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, okay. Until you're sad that he leaves the party. Like, fuck, it should have taken it all off. No, he never left. Um, so I will spoil this game for everybody since it's old. 
Like I, I almost think it's like over 16 years old. Um, in the game, in the code towards the end of the game, you play you play as Revan. Like that's who your character is. Your Revan, which is one of the strongest Jedi in the Star Wars universe, and um, your character can be good or bad. Well, I played a good side and a bad side. When I played the bad side, <laughs> there's a beach scene. I just remember it as the beach scene because this is right before you go in and you go up against Malak, who is your former Padawan, and you're going to defeat him. And so you have to convince your party, who's been with you up until this point, that they should keep on with you because in this game, your party members aren't blind idiots. They're like, you do bad stuff, they're going to call you out on it. Well... Um, Bastila, who's the female um, Jedi in there, she'll stay with you if you can convince her correctly. You can corrupt her. Um, your the guy who originally gets you out of your prison um, in the game in the and got your prison. I forget. He helps you escape. Your your shooter guy, your your Han Solo guy. He will say no. This isn't right. So then he'll try to attack you, and then your Mandalorian will help you kill him. Because your Mandalorian, he's a mercenary. He don't give a damn. Um, but you also get a Twi'lek, um, Twi'lek, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Um, you get a Twi'lek in your party, and she has a, um, um, a... Oh, my goodness. I forget the name of the species. A Wookiee. Sorry. I was like, what is Chewbacca? I was going to call him a... I haven't played it, so you're on your own here. I was going to call him a Chewie. But anyway... <laughs> a Chewie? A, a, a Wookiee. You have a Wookiee in your party, and she's best friends with the Wookiee the entire game. The entire game. They're best friends. They were there before. They were friends before you met them, and they, they stayed with them. You can convince the Wookiee to kill her. I convinced the Wookiee to murder her. I didn't even mean to, because I loved her. She was like one of my favorite characters. But she wouldn't listen to my rebellion. I was like, so you, what you're telling me is this is when Bioware games actually let you choose things instead of shoehorning you into a path and acting like you can choose. Yeah, so there's there's still like you know there's branches, but like what Dustin's saying, like there is there's more nuanced choices, and at the end of the game you get that big, huge like this is your black and white choice. But the way it happens is so weird because you can somewhat convince most of your party to join you. Most of them. Not all of them, which I do enjoy. It's kind of like, well, you're about to lose some people. Um, and the I did. The reason I make this joke is because um, Kotor, uh, Swotor, the MMO that was inspired by the game James is talking about, has a lot of choices in it where it is an MMO where there's very little like variation in the actual story. Yeah, sort of, sort of like a lot of false choice. Like you get to do one thing that's going to shape the like immediate story, but nobody's going to remember. Hey, yeah, yeah, that guy back there, you killed him. Yeah, um, a lot of MMOs are like that, and I definitely will say Swotor has that in spades. Like because most of the the missions you can take, you can take with other people, and when you take it with other people, the bigger missions, um, they can't make it so you know your random. Your random rogue type character decides to like snipe a dude, and then they need that guy for one of your own like solo missions later on. So, 
it's really it's really weird. But yeah, there's a lot of pre-designed things in there. Um, other MMOs do it a little bit more smartly. Final Fantasy XIV doesn't do that. They don't really give you a lot of options. You're just kind of like um, you're more like in a, like a, a World of Warcraft character. They just literally point you in a direction and goes. They say go kill that thing, and and you nod your head, and then you go. So <laughs> there, I don't I don't know which design is better. Um, you know, but I enjoyed both games when I played them. But yeah, okay. Arnold, sorry, we kept going along with that EA rant. No, it's all, it's all good. Um, what else you got? No, that was the, my end of the news. I really don't give a okay. fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe uh, they shit out more hot fire out my my brain. Okay. Dustin, what up? Um, so I had news, but um, I'm going to try to remember most of it because it's been two weeks and mm-hmm. it, it's old news now. Um, one thing is, uh, in March, um, it will be the 20th anniversary of Bleach. Do you feel old yet? Um, Wait, and... Bleach is 20 years old? Yeah. <laughs> when I, heard that, I felt really old. Fuck! Yeah. <laughs> um, the thing about that is when it got started. It, like originally got started in Japan. Yeah, when it was a, a manga still, not an anime. So, um, so it's the 20th anniversary of Bleach in March, and there is supposedly a big announcement coming. Um, big enough that it has a teaser website that tells you absolutely nothing, as as you do when you have a, a big announcement to make. Okay. Um, okay. Oh, sorry, I'll let you finish first. Yeah. So at some in March we'll get an announcement as to whether they're whether you're like going to give us a Blu-ray or actually do something. Like new, like a. a I think new a new series. series is coming. Yeah, I, I think so. a new series is coming. Because first off, who the fuck's gonna buy that Blu-ray? Like, uh, <laughs> um, I think a new series is coming, and I'm excited. I'm legit excited if a new series is coming. Also, did you know on this note that uh, the new Sakura Wars, which is an RPG slash tactical slash dating sim game, so if I kind of like Fire Emblem. Um, it's a long-running series. Uh, the <laughs> the current one is apparently out, and uh, the artwork, all the character designs, are also done by Taiti Kubo, who did Bleach's character. I am going to stop you there real quick and say <laughs> I disagree that it's like Fire Emblem, <laughs> only nah. because I didn't play the Fire Emblem with the dating sim. Um, I I only think of Fire Emblem as. Well, I will say friends. it doesn't have a whole lot of that in, in it, it even was in a the Fire language. Emblem with a dating sim. Yeah, it was it, really it's, big. It basically, was I mean, it wasn't that really that complicated, com- complex. It was the one it, I it, feel it was, it was. You don't gotta sorry. tell me, James. Let me stick with my the ones I know. No, no, no. I gotta I gotta corrupt it for you real quick. It, How about I take off I'm, these headphones? Correct me if I'm <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Dustin. But it's Fire Emblem Awakening that did it. Yeah. Awakening yes. had mechanics that basically encouraged you to uh, marry off certain characters with each other and basically turned it into the Fire Emblem Kennel Club. It turned it into a breeding sim. Yes. You wanted to breed your characters. <laughs> Everyone just focus on the word breed. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But anyway, the point being, Kubo hasn't been... strategy game? <laughs> Oh, sorry, Dustin. Here's the thing, Arnold. It added, to, it added to the grinding, so. 
<laughs> yes, it did. But was it there good was a, grinding? There was a, yeah, there was a really good grinding really going on. It wasn't that bad. It was just it was weird, but it was everyone's weird. everyone's oh, no, dodging my a... sexual innuendo. They were having sex, children. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, sorry, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> no, Sam, that's a hard pass. I can, I can skip it was funny enough, though, Arnold. It was one of the best-selling Fire Emblem games. It's a, it's a good Fire Emblem game, actually. But I, 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 I'm going to say this, and I don't diss anyone who enjoys Awakening, but one of the reasons it sold a lot was the dating sim part. It was very anime, like extreme. If you think Fire Emblem is anime now, like that was the most anime one, and it had a lot of like dating sim stuff, which is okay, but I feel that is what brought a lot of people to the table because a lot of people were um they kind of slightly freaked out with three houses because there's no date there's like you you can have a relationship but there's no dating in it you have tea time but it's actually not dating because you can have tea time with the entire cast of characters um and i did i like would announce in the house when i was having tea time because it was like very important to me that my my people who came in for tea were happy and comfortable um (laughs) But yeah, sorry, we went on to a Fire Emblem thing. Um, but I predict that, yeah, that Bleach is going to be a new series for the announcement. And I will be excited for that. Like a remake of Bleach? Or kind like... of. I think it's going to be a remake and probably a finishing of it. Because the original story of Bleach in the manga never came to the anime. Because the anime got cancelled. Um, a little bit after Aizen was defeated in the um, the anime spoilers, if anyone doesn't know, um, Aizen's a big bad boy. Um, but yeah, it was canceled, and so the remake may be finishing it. Given they also, I would hope, be improving yes. on the terrible, terrible yes. ending of the manga. That's what it I'm also got say. canceled. They didn't. They never said it uh, 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 like uh, outright, but it basically, like one week, it seemed like it was in the middle of like uh, another, you know, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty chapters, and the next week it's like next week, we Jim. Mm-hmm. Taite Kubo was basically given three weeks, I think, to finish up. Um, he, he was given three three um, chapters to finish up his story, and that was after he had already been harassed, and he also was harassing um, um, Jump. So Jump was harassing him, and he was harassing Jump. And so um, because of it, they basically came to a point where he was, like, you know, getting tired of writing, and he made a mess. It was one of the worst things to read I have ever read in manga. And I've read some bad manga. Um, particularly because if you look at um, Kubo's original works, like at the beginning, not only Zombie Powder, which is another manga he made, but like if you look at the beginning of Bleach, there's so much detail and there's so much unique stuff going on in it. Um, given um, Ichigo as a character um, sucks, um, he doesn't have much... He has a lot of character in the first volumes. The first few volumes of Bleach. But he eventually becomes this almost stoic, bland powerhouse. Um, 
which yeah. takes out a lot of it. Bleach is one of the best, worst anime and manga I've ever experienced. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, okay. What else you got, Dustin? Uh, another jump news. Uh, Oda is sick. He does not have the coronavirus. Yeah, I heard. Um, <laughs> he's just, um, he's just uh, overworked himself again. This is, yeah. Um, this this is, is a recurring problem yes. with One Piece. Oda, Oda puts a ton of work into it and makes a very good series, but then he works himself sick. He's also, like... I will preach the high heavens about the greatness of One Piece and no one can ever, like, change my mind on it. Well, you can. Try. I'll listen. Um, like... Will you, um, Will you really? I, I will. <laughs> I will. I listen. I Hey, I changed my opinion on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's so, true. So, I can change my opinion, unlike most of the universe. But, like, I, I say... The reason I say this for One Piece is that so far, One Piece, I can openly admit to its faults already like i'm not blindly in love with one piece it's one of the longest running series and it needs to fucking end like that is not a praise in my opinion like one piece needs to stop that being said 85 percent of what one piece has is really good so it's it's a mixed bag of like this is too much i understand why people say it's too long but there is more quality in 85 percent of one piece than there is in most other things. Like our Attack on Titan. Our Black Clover. Our I thought Black Clover was a hopper For me, Black Clover is Black Clover is uniquely bad to me. It's screaming and they have all the screaming. So okay, hold on. So getting past the screaming part, because that's real bad, actually, man. It's, it's atrocious. However, that being said, let's take that out. Let's be nice to it. I have rewatched the anime three times. I have reread the manga twice. Every single time I get further in, and I still want to murder every character in it, even as I progress. You know how people say it gets better once you get here? Or it gets better once you see this character? It oh, yeah, never... It never, it never gets better. I will say one thing in Black Clover's favor. One absolute, one fucking thing that's good in Black Clover. Asta's rival friend, his adoptive brother, he is a good character. And he is how you do the the um, emo cool kid, I'm already a genius at something, well. He is a complete genius at what he does. But he is a humble person, he's kind, and even though he has a rivalry with Asta, it's about them both getting better. It's not just about one of them stomping the ground with the other. It's about them both trying to do well, and one of them encourages the other if they get stronger. Um, Which is what a real rivalry in real life should be, as opposed to just a competition to dominate somebody. That is the one thing that Black Clover does well. And if people watch Black Clover for that, Good for you. You're taking something of value from that thing. However, if you take that out of Black Clover, it is a mismatch of cliche anime stuff that is just a a vehicle for poorly done fight scenes. I know that's harsh. And I know that's my opinion. Because if you do like Black Clover, that is okay. I know many people who do, and I don't think they're stupid for liking it. But for me, Black Clover makes me want to take a fork and jet my eyes out. 
and then my ears. And then my fingers were pressing the button to watch it. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> uh, harsh. It is harsh. And I, I'm fully acknowledging that people can say this about the stuff I enjoy. And that's fair. Um, but I can at least say with most of the stuff, most of it, not everything, there's a cohesive story. And if it is shit, I can immediately say it. Like Black Lagoon is horse shit. But I love it. It's delicious horse shit. Like it's just it's just really mean people being really mean to other mean people. It's just like a bag of chips. It's a you good it's a nice greasy bag of chips. Bad food, but you enjoying it still. So. Junk food junk food. But yeah. Um but that's my take on Black Clover. <laughs> um but yeah, Oda himself is he 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 runs himself ragged. Um, he has been sick multiple times during One Piece. So is the creator of Berserk. He's gotten sick multiple times. He's also old, so he may be dead. Um, yeah. Oh, what again? I said I hope not. Well, he's not dead, but he he probably will die before he finishes Berserk. Um, like realistically speaking, Berserk has also gone on too long. <laughs> Technically, JoJo's has gone on too long, but Iraqi is, like, sipping from the fountain of youth. So, he's okay. <laughs> it's also so good. Yeah. Um, well, Golden Wind's okay. Golden Wind! Um, he's, he's mastered the ripple, that's what it is. <laughs> he's um, He's also, I don't know if <laughs> anyone knows man, this. Dude, that's all I hear. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's spelled differently, but it sounds the same. Um, I was going to say that... I'm going to beat this vampire with some ham, bread. For those of you who don't know Spanish, jamón is ham in Spanish. <laughs> just in case your ability to translate things just sucks. Um, but it it is it's not... actually sp- a cognate, not a false cognate. Right. Um, but um, what I was going to say was... Um, Araki, the creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, no one knows who I was referring to, is he, you know, what is it? Is it Rio? The artist in part four. Yes. Uh, I guess it's not sure. It's Rio or Ryu. Um, and I, I apologize if I've said the wrong name. But he is the stand-in character for him, basically. He has not said it, but everyone knows it's him. He's this really <laughs> eccentric manga artist that does oh, all this creepy. weird stuff. And, and the, like, him licking that spider. yeah, and when he cuts the spider open, he licks him to figure out the details. Yeah. Ah, JoJo's so delicious. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 he's, he cut a stand, that's what it is. Mm. Yeah, he made a stand, and his stand, um, real, real stand, it, it cuts people open, and you can read their mind as if they're manga pages or written pages. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, okay, you so. mean it's all stolen content? Yes. No, <laughs> but yeah. That's a joke, dude. Um, I was memeing. What up? <laughs> what up, you guys, Dustin? Um, do we want to touch on the My Hero news still? Not really. Um, I I became deflated about it, but I'll be real quick about it. I can say real fast. Um, yeah, I don't know anything about it. Basically, um. There is a character that's revealed in My Hero Academia to be a villain. 
He's a guy that's been on the screen for a while, blah, 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 blah. I won't say he's everything. He's got a name now. Yeah, he's gotten a name. The issue, however, is that when he was originally created and given a name, the name was a form of um, title slash slur that was given to Chinese slave slash subjects in Japanese testing facilities during World War II. Yeah, he, he had yeah. a name that was a was wordplay, but it also was a uh, like the name actual meaning of the name was wordplay. Right. It was also a euphemism used by the Imperial Japanese Army during World War Two for a Test testing subjects. facility where they conducted human experimentation. And it was in particularly China. on Chinese individuals. Yeah, um, most people, just so you are aware, <laughs> Japan, your anime loving country, was, however, at one point in time. Who part of some naughty people. It's yes. okay. I'm American. We don't have a clearing history either. Um, but it's um it's I important. Mean, huh? This is our land. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you mean that song go? This land is my land. <laughs> this land is not <laughs> Um That was well well timed. It's very well timed, but and and you no, know, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put my my culture on the line first before I look at someone else's. America is young in comparison to the rest of the universe, and we are still making mistakes, much like every other country did for centuries. Um, so I I will not toot my I will toot my horn first before getting at Japan. But so everyone knows, there were um, there are a lot of human rights violations that were done. By the Japanese, they they were a big military force at one point in time. They they literally had the goal to take over Asia. Mm-hmm. Like just look at Japan, the island the size of Japan, and they came close to taking yeah, over they Asia. They had some skills, um, but because of that, there was also some science experiments that were done on people. Similar to some of the science experiments that were done to Jewish individuals um, during the Holocaust yes. and um, those kind of horrors, and some experiments were also done to slaves. Probably so no matter no matter when um, these things were done to who they were done, it's horrible, it's disgusting, and so because that character was named that, it got a lot of outrage in the manga, um, pissed off a lot of people. Yeah, um, um, it was the manga was pulled from Ten Cent's platform and somewhere else, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, which has given a small opening. Let's be real here for Demon Slayer to try to sneak in, um, and it probably can't because of China's weird censorship laws. But anyway, oh yeah, 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 yeah. What I mean if by that is, however, in it, if it has skeletons in it, it can't be. Yeah, it can't be. Can't be, be shown. Um, but um, I, I, I'm not kidding. If anybody wants, oh to yeah, no, it. we're not joking. <laughs> um, but because of that, they had to they had to pull it for a little bit. He released a huge apology. The creator of the manga. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think what he was doing was nefarious. I do, however, think I think it was, however, ignorance, which um, does not translate to me a person being bad, but ignorance is still still deadly. Like, and in in his in in his favor, he also has renamed the character since. However, I have heard have heard that the renaming of the character also gave issues. 
Yeah, so, I think it's yeah. one of those things where it's difficult to find a way to not. <laughs> Look, it's like, dude, just name him fucking Bob. Like, just yeah, stop. Just name him. Like, name Bob him Bob Higarashi. Yeah, like. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, like seriously, dude, um, just stop it. Uh, but but this actually, I was impressed and happy about this because this is something. Now that you brought it up, Dustin, um, and I want to have an actual topic on this, a more serious topic for the podcast. But this was something that I've been thinking about these last couple of weeks when I've been watching and playing some of these video games of mine. Um, in that, the issue with racial understanding in Japan is extremely limited. Mm-hmm. Like they don't look up a lot of information. Um, on their stuff, you can look at Capcom games and see it. Yes, I understand the the characters in Street Fighter are supposed to be caricatures, but they are G Gundam as well. G Gundam, they are dipping into racial stereotypes and issues. And I'm not just saying this for African Americans, which hits me personally, but everybody. Um, and there's a lot of issues with that, um, to the degree that I think. Um, as far as anime and video games are concerned, they really need to start doing a lot, a, a better job. And, and some things are done great. Tuesday and, what is the name of the anime? Tuesday and, I normally don't look up stuff on the podcast, but I'm sorry everyone, I want to make sure I actually get this, um, anime correct. Tuesday and Carol. Tuesday and Carol, which is an anime that's on Netflix, is available right now. I do recommend people to watch it. It is about, um, it's almost like a cowboy bebop universe. Like, they settle on Mars and stuff. But it's mm-hmm. centered around, like, um, some southern and northern culture in the U.S. And it's huh. between this rich white girl who loves to sing and... Um, this poor African-American girl that lives in the equivalent of, like, the Mars slums on her own. And she works different jobs. And they get together and create, like, their own music group. And they do, like, this whole American Idols type thing. Um, And it's really just a story about two people becoming friends. They make, like, an Instagram account and stuff like that. And they, like, talk about stuff. And while it's not high action... It's not deeply involved in combat and kicking ass. It is a very good depiction of African Americans in anime, which is not done nearly at all. And it's one of the reasons why I like Cowboy Bebop. People don't know that, but there's a large multi, multi, multicultural um, effect that's in Cowboy Bebop and other anime that I like that gives a mature effect that's not present in a lot of um, anime. And... Um, that's a bigger topic that I want to tackle, but yes, um, hitting on that issue with the Chinese test subjects in My Hero Academia, it brings home to me some of the things that I've seen more and more in both old stuff that I like and new stuff in anime. And this doesn't mean I don't like anime or video games, people, but you want to have your characters that look like you also feel just as cool as the character that looks like a Japanese guy or a white guy. Like, you just want that. Like, you want characters like All Might that could be of a different skin tone, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Um, funny enough, Naruto does that okay. Yeah. There's some black people in Naruto that are pretty cool. Rakage is one of the coolest characters. Funny enough, you would think, like, of all the things that would fuck up something like that, it'd be Naruto, but they don't. They do yeah. it well. well Rakage is cool pro wrestling. Yeah, 
He loses. <laughs> the coolest thing about this motherfucker is that he loses his arm and within the same moment decides to chop it off and continue fighting. Like yeah. he's just like <laughs> Sasuke sets his arm on fire with unextinguishable fire and what's he do? He just chops his arm off and then punches Sasuke in the face. He's an unextinguishable fire. Well, I don't need this part no more. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, but um, other news. Mm-hmm. Um, 30XX, the sequel to 20XX, is on the way soon. What, really? Yeah, and it has a new artist who makes it look very... One of the things that I, I didn't like about that game, I enjoyed that game a lot. For those who don't know, it's a Mega Man-like, except it's a roguelike Mega Man game, so it's randomly generated as you go. Um, but it has it. a new... One of the only things that was sort of a downside to it, in my opinion, was it had sort of this new early like Newgrounds art style that was not very appealing in some ways. Like it was okay. It was fine um, for what it was. Yeah. But it has a new artist. It looks very much much more like I'm looking at it. Now. Yeah. I'm looking and at it's, it. It's it's a very it looks it looks really good now. That looks and, cool. Um I'm looking forward to it. I'm uh, they are also reworking how the characters work a little bit to make them a little more different from each other. Um, Ooh. This is yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, I recommend 20XX if you want to play some stupid side-scrolling action. Um, if, you, if you're if you not into that, don't touch it. You won't like it. But, like, if you're a fan of Mega Man games and platformers, it's pretty good. Pretty good game. Uh, also, on that note, um, for those of y'all that play games on Steam and like Capcom, uh, Green Man Gaming is having a huge Capcom publisher sale until March the 2nd um, with games like Resident Evil 2 at like 70% off. So I'm always weird about purchasing from Green Man Game. Yeah, I can understand that. I, I, I don't want to tell anyone not to, but I'm weird about it. But, that is nice. I was thinking about that. So, okay. Since we're talking about Capcom. Mm-hmm. <sighs> also, they can, uh, another little Capcom news. They canceled several Pro Tour dates because of the products, but that's mm-hmm. expected. I was going to say, um, because of Capcom mentioning that. So, I'm very happy about this news, actually. But I don't want to spend money. Apparently, Devil May Cry 3 Ford is really good on the Switch. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I have heard. And I've beaten that game several times. It is my favorite Devil May Cry game. I know a lot of people love 5. That's fine. Um, I would like 5, too, if literally every character in it except Dante was gone um <laughs> i am i am completely that biased means you don't really like five. huh that means you don't really like five then no 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 no. okay i think five is a great game like i would be a jackass to sit there and say it sucks as a game but i want to beat nero with a truck <laughs> like i don't like nero um i do like emo um my chemical romance looking dude yeah v. um v i like v Mainly V was originally people were very skeptical about V, but it turns out people really liked V. Yeah, I like V. I like Virgil. I like Lady. I like um, what's her name? Trish. But I don't like Nero, and I don't like Country Girl with the glasses. Um, I don't like her. I don't. Those characters are designed for the age demographic this game was made for. Thus, I, I and don't get me wrong. I'm the only one in my age group that doesn't like them. Everyone else does. But um, I say this all because the port, the Devil May Cry 3 port, which is my favorite Devil May Cry game, which created Dante how he is, presented to everybody else as this cheesy jerk wad and everything like that. 
Um, it, it's got a lot of quality of life things that work, and it looks good. And um, a lot of people have said that it's so well done, because the game is like 15 years old now. Um, the, and I remember buying it the day it came out. Um, the game is so well done that the only thing that tells you that this game was not made today is the graphics. That's it. Like, it's that well done. So, I I recommend if you never played Devil May Cry 3, and you like hard games, please, please don't play this game if you don't like a challenging game. Like, I mean, harder than Dark Souls, in my opinion. Um, very yeah. difficult game, in my opinion. Settle down there. <laughs> Arnold. Arnold is the Dark Souls, like, champion right now, so... Um, well, I'm just, like, I, I don't know. I, there, is, there is a difficulty. I feel that it is more difficult. Game, so you can't make it harder if you wanted to. I feel that Devil May Cry as a series is more difficult than Dark Souls as a series, because Dark Souls requires memorization, which most people can do. Um... In my opinion, please don't get angry at me, Souls fans. Well, you can't. I don't care. But, like... Um, there it goes to the airship. But, like... <laughs> but, in my personal opinion, it's a very difficult game. Don't get it if you don't want your brain to be smashed against the wall. And your fingers. Um, and your fingers. But it's a good game, and it looks great. Um... And you can put the game on easy. Don't feel bad about that shit. Do it if you want to. Um, ain't no shame in that game. Um, the one that unlocked easy mode for you if you lost if you died enough. Uh, I don't know. I know the American version was a Japanese horror mode. Like, it's normal mode, and the American version was a Japanese horror mode. And I felt really good about myself when I was, like, 15, 16. I don't know how old I was. But, like... However old I was when I played it, like, I felt really good. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm really good at games. I played a game <laughs> that was already in hard mode. Look at me. Because I was a... I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get proud of things when you're young and stupid. Um, but, but yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Give younger self more credit. No, younger, younger James was really good at video games. Really good at video games. He, I don't know if he's better than me now. Um, I, I really don't. I don't know if I was better when I was younger or now. Like, there's games I don't want to play now. Um, like, first-person shooters. I don't want to play those no more. Um, he, he, I will say this. He was more elitist back then. Like, young James, if you didn't play a JRPG, I just thought you were stupid. Thought you were a plebe. Yeah, I just thought you were just an unintelligent like creature. I was just like, like real talk. I'll be honest with people. I ain't got nothing to hide. I'm a, I'm a better person now, so I'm gonna tell you how much of a jerk I was at times. Um, oh, no, he might be lying to you. No, no, no. I know I, the real Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I I legit was like, oh, you don't play Mega Man, you don't play Devil May Cry, you don't play um, Final Fantasy games, then you must not be good at games. Like, I was, like, a dark... Like, I was just like, oh, you play a shooter? You just point at the screen and hit the button and it dies? Where's your skills? Like, where's your ability? Now, I didn't think every single person was like that. I have friends that didn't play all the games I played. And I thought they were good gamers. But if you were, like, someone I didn't know, or if you were, like, a jock, 
like let's be real this is who i was aiming this at um if you were <laughs> if you were a jock i didn't like you by the design of who you were because schools are designed to make it about them and them and us and so like yeah i just thought you were dumb i was like oh you played nfl this week <laughs> okay nah, i guess nah. you rubbed your two brain cells together today um <laughs> <laughs> I was bullied a lot, people, and because of that, I had at that time designed intensely mean, sarcastic remarks. And to this day, I still have it. I no longer, you know, I don't aim it at individuals, but boy, howdy. Like, bullying is bad, kids. It's bad for everybody. If you want to know why gatekeeping exists in the nerd and anime world, a lot of it comes from these dudes being bullied as children, and now they want to deny it from somebody else. That's really what it what boils down to. And some of them are privileged assholes, but like you know, that's everywhere. But anyway, sorry, man. Cheers. Oh, you're good. Um, I was but, wondering what that was. Is that a screaming child? <laughs> but anyway, Dustin, you got any um other news? Uh, I think that's finally it with our long, long news. Our section. long news. We got, we got, you got like many topics in this one. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. We we had a lot of things to say. Um, so okay, I will actually say I will get into um, our games. And for games today, are these games and anime? I have a couple of things that I want to hit on. Um, I have finished Grandia 1, and I'm currently playing Grandia 2. Both of these are games that were designed for the Sega Saturn and Sega Dreamcast, Dreamcast respectively. And then they were ported to the PlayStation and the PlayStation 2, respectively. Did I ever get to go to the GameCube? I don't think so. They could have. There was that weird phase where, like, a lot of the Dreamcast games like crept over. Crept over to the GameCube. Yeah, I remember that phase. Um, <laughs> um, so I played them both. Um, I will say this: they both represent their time period very well. They're very dated looking. Um, Grandia Two is more dated looking than Grandia One because Grandia Two has that Final Fantasy VII look um, with a little bit better detailed um, character models than Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. But um, still has a lot of that. Grandia 1, I'll say this. For those of you who have never played this game series and they like JRPGs, I mm. highly recommend it as a try. Oh, really? You may not... Here's the deal. You may not love it. But for me, and I told Dustin this, I was ready to be done with this fucking game a few hours in. I was like, oh, fine, this is a high-flying... One Piece-like adventure at the beginning where you're just going on an adventure and you're just doing shit. But I'm tired of these characters and they're pissing me off. And the main character is a jerk face and he's like an asshole. And there's a lot of chauvinistic bullshit in this game. Well, fuck me, Freddy. But much like One Piece, (laughs) it went from just being a normal, like, adventure to holy fucking shit. Shit is going down. Um, it is a good story. It is a very good story. There are a couple of plot holes. Don't get me wrong. It is not perfect by any means. 
There are a couple of plot holes that disrupt the story and make you go, what the fuck? But the combat is really good. Um, everything has a leveling system. So if you like to grind, you can. You don't have to in this game. But if you like grinding in it, um, you can if you want to. There are plenty of challenges. No game. It never turns completely easy, but it's never too difficult to play. Um, almost all the characters have some interesting takes. And there was a moment where I thought I was going to get emotional at the halfway mark. I did not expect it to happen. At the end of it, even your character, the dude, he grows a little bit. He is wow. still a stupid prick. But... He grows a little bit. He doesn't level a little less of one. He yeah. He doesn't grow as much uh as much as a character does in Tales of the Abyss does. Um, but I wouldn't. And, and this is what I was gonna say about this. Grandia. It's older than the Tales video games. I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if some people who make Tales games didn't borrow a little bit from both games, um, because I see some similarities in both of them. Um, but Grandia one, great game. Great characters, music is good. It is not in my top ten JRPGs, but it is definitely in my top like twenty, if not thirty. Um, I am also playing Grandia Two, which is even better story wise because the characters are much more involved and much more of a dynamic. They also have some similarities with Tales games that. Um, that I again think think the tales borrowed from them, and not in a negative way, because there's some good things. For instance, I'll give you the initial plot point without giving like it's not overly spoiling. So you play as a mercenary who who just doesn't give a fuck about people. Of course he doesn't. He's a mercenary in an anime like world, um, and he just does odd jobs. Well, his new odd job is to take care of this songstress. She's basically a holy priestess for the religion of the game. Well, she gets possessed by the, the, the devil of the game, or at least part of the devil in the game, and she gets possessed by the person's wings. And so she transforms into this alternate uh, form, almost Ronma and a Half style type thing, where she's a demoness who goes around and she's still friendly to the party, she still joins the party, but she's much more ruthless. And even her magic changes from a healing to like fire and lightning damage. Well, your mission is so far what I've pieced together is to go around finding the body parts almost um, Emotep style from the mummy, the mummy, where you're like eating up the devil's body parts because if you don't eat them, they'll eat her. And so it's already gotten to the point where I've eaten the, the tongue of a mayor who links back to that racial issue that I was talking about, that his design is... It's, it's fucking blackface. I don't care what anyone says. Um, that being said, still enjoying the game. That just is... Um, but... Um, it's got some problems. Yeah. The, the next person was really upsetting. You had to eat the eye of a child because she was possessed by the demon's eyeball. And she only used her eye to try to make everyone happy because everyone was being so mean and blaming each other. And she didn't want anyone to... To be unhappy, and she didn't like how people said that they were nice for being fake behind their backs. So she would, she didn't know she was possessed by a demonic power. So she was using it to try to help people. But the only way to get rid of the demon so far is to eat the soul of the person. So, um, so far, 
I'm not sure where that's going to go, but it's pretty good. Um, okay. Very good game. Highly recommend it. The, I will preface this, because I play it on the Switch. There's a lot of, of sound issues, and good God, in Grandia 2, there are some lag spikes that happen when you use certain magic attacks that's unacceptable. Unacceptable for a port of the game this old. I am still enjoying the game, which gives a married to the game. Um, but it, it is a bad port as far as the second game goes, as far as lag. Outside of that, good game. Um, highly recommend. Um, I played Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Not bad. Won't play it again. I won't play it again. Um, it is a very old school Castlevania type game. Very old school. To the degree that I put that game on easy mode because I was not about to struggle bust my way from getting knocked off ledges because of bats. I was just, no. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Um, put it on easy mode. Characters are cool. Um, world is cool. It's great for what it was. The game was originally a Kickstarter um, goal. For the Castlevania um, ritual of ritual of the night, yeah, right. No, I think so. Bloodstain. Or... Bloodstain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did I say Castlevania, Arnold? Yeah, you said Castlevania. Okay, sorry. Bloodstain ritual of the night. <laughs> the I mean, you know, legally distinct from Castlevania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I can't make make the game too. You easy. Can't make it. Um, but it's good. It's good if you want to play it in old school, and I don't think there's any problem playing it in easy mode if you just want to beat it and see the story. Um, but good. Finished Rage of Bahamut, the series that I had mentioned previously. Um, really good, actually. Highly recommend this anime. Um, the original one, um, Rage of Bahamut Genesis, you can find it on Hulu. And if you have to go through other services, I completely understand. Um, yeah. um, what do you mean? We don't support uh, our mates. We don't. We don't support no One Piece emulation. Sometimes you know. Sometimes you gotta falls off a truck. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta get a bite of gum gum fruit and get a crew. But um, but I was going to say that uh, Rage of Bahamut Genesis and Rage of Bahamut Virgin Soul. Um, Genesis I spoke about previously It ended really cool I really enjoyed it And Rage of Bahamut Virgin Soul Makes a perfect sequel um, It takes everything that happened From the first one And recapsulizes it in a More elaborate way And builds off the foundation from it Where there's characters that bounce in That you saw do one thing And they develop in another way The issue with Virgin Soul is this Near the end, the last half of the anime, the characters... I feel that the creators were rushed or the animation studio or something was having some issues because the quality of animation dips, but also the character motivations change up and it gets irritating. So the character... The reason it's called Virgin Soul, I believe it's called Virgin Soul, is because... The main character, or one of the main characters, is known as this girl named Nina. She has pink hair, and she is a half-dragon woman. So she can turn into a dragon. However, she turns into a dragon by basically getting turned on. So, like... 
seems really inconvenient. It's very inconvenient because she's a young girl. I want to say she is like mid high school age range because she is turned yeah, on by every man ever. Um, she and, and she has, and of course, of course, she has very very little interaction with hot men. So there's hot men everywhere. So 90% of the male cast turns her on, and she has turned into a dragon because of it multiple times. Um, it is... It's actually, in the beginning, it's not annoying. That's the thing. In the beginning, it's kind of cute. It is what it is. Like, she she is... It sounds very nice. She is... Yes! That's what I told... That's what I told my friend. I was like, this is such a 90s thing. Like, this is such a 90s anime thing. Like, did I stumble into Pinchy movie <clears throat> Right, that her power is activated by like being horny essentially, and it's kind of cute because she's she's like super thirsty. She's like she sees she's like seeing any dude. She's like I want to sip, and like <laughs> the big the yeah, you hear some... <laughs> and it's and it's good and it's it's good because then there's other characters in there that balance out that that stupidity stuff. And she as a character overall is okay. Um, she's borderline annoying. She's borderline annoying. Um, she's like, like Naruto, except turn his, like, obnoxious personality down two, two ticks, but that's about two ticks. And, um, but like, she is, she's a cute character. The issue that happens is that later on, there's something that happens where she falls in, she falls in love with a character. This character is a complete dick without spoiling stuff this guy is a horrible human being the anime tries to justify why this person is an awful human being and it tries to make her love for this person seem okay but it's not she is delusional because she is horny and the power of boners be it man or woman makes you stupid um and so there's a good moral from this story and so, it turns out okay in the end. I don't like how it went. I don't like some of the motivations for characters later on. Um, but it's okay. Much like the Genesis, it ends in a kind of bittersweet thing. Um, but I did not fully like how all of it ended. Only a couple of characters I felt in the anime got the justice that they deserved. Um, and some did not. Um, but overall, overall, both excellent things. You should watch it if you can. Um, very good. Um, sorry. Um, okay, and my last thing that I have, um, and my kind of news for this, I have been rereading D. Grayman, like I told um, you guys before. Previously, D. Grayman is... So good. It's such a well-done manga. That's all I really have to say. It takes that, like... You know how Dustin may know this more. That in the, like, early 2000s and late 90s in anime, the big thing was that people had a power. Like, just one power. And it had different modes, but it was their power. You know? All, everything was a variation of their very specific power. Yeah. So, like... like My Hero Academia, except... Done in a lot more of a, a more. It was, it was done well because 
Um, it's kind of like, um, for those of you who may not know what I'm talking about, Yu Yu Hakusho does it a lot. Hunter Hunter does it a lot. Where people have an ability and they have to maximize that ability's power um, within the limitations. And, um, yeah, D. Grayman has that in spades. And I just really like that design. I, I love the design of the characters. It's 19th century type deal. They're from London. Um, and I think it's really, it's really cool. I just wanted to say that. Um, but yeah, that's my gaming stuff. That's me. My, my gaming and anime. Anyone got some updates for themselves in this area? Uh, I got something. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think last episode I mentioned that I was playing Doom. Mm-hmm. Well, I beat it. Fantastic game. Can't wait for Eternal. Um, but, um, bit sad because I thought I could find all the secrets in that game, but I can't. <laughs> I don't really want to watch a walkthrough. Why not? Do you, does it feel does like it, feel it like takes I away secrets from by myself? But I know for a fact I cannot. So wait. So many levers. Let me, let me, um, let me put you underneath a little bit of psychoanalysis here real quick. You yeah. know you can't do it, but you know there's something that can help you do it, but your pride is keeping you from doing it. Because I I <laughs> typically like to try to find everything myself first. I get it, but it sounds like you did. Like, it seems like you tried to find it all yourself. Why not use a walkthrough? I probably will. I just... I don't think there's anything wrong with using a walkthrough if you've exhausted all of your capabilities. Personally, I don't. I probably will. I just, I just stopped playing it for a bit. Okay. Um, I also got so close to being Sekiro, but like I said before, I hop <laughs> on and off games all the time. <laughs> now, there is something I do need to talk about, uh-huh. which is Star Wars Battlefront 2. Okay. So, a lot of content has dropped for this game. Uh, the game's been updated. Oh, I've heard about this. Um, so, I have actually re-downloaded it. You on my PS4. Dirty I scum. Just I, know, right? <laughs> um, I believe actually EA said that they're supposed to bring back um, loot boxes and stuff back in 20, early 2019. It's still not in the game, which is great. Um, they've also made the game. Um, the whole like leveling system is a bit easier too. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna lie, man. My me, I've had a lot of fun playing this game now that it's not fucking terrible now but like five minutes every because it's not like a typical like shooting game because you know uh it's not like a call of duty where you just point and click you know there's some skills not i don't mean like actual like skills like oh my god you have to have skills i mean like the characters kind of have like skills like there's classes so you pick a class you want to play that has skills um and I've enjoyed my time playing it. Mm-hmm. I just can't get the, the what was the word like stigma. The 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 fact that you're touching a a dirty person's work. Honestly, that's, I think that's it. <laughs> like I I want to enjoy this game. You know, like. But your moral compass game, is making you feel bad. If this game launched like this, honestly, I play it all the time. Right. I'm not even gonna lie. It's like a really fun but, one to play. 
you feel that you and and correct me if I'm wrong because this is how I would feel about it and why I don't do things like this. You feel that you're supporting the idea that people don't have to put in effort to make a good game and that they can release a game at full price, half done, and then improve it later on down the line after they've taken your money. Yeah. Fair enough. I um, it, yeah. I can't say what you're doing is bad or wrong. I can't say I would never do that, but I take a very extreme stance when I feel something's insulting my intelligence or are basically using my ability to give money or do something for them in not giving back towards me. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes um, sense. I just, like, if I could... See, the, it's good, but I don't... I don't think I could ever recommend this game. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I Go ahead, sorry. Because, like, there's technically nothing wrong with this game. Aside from the fact that it's still missing a fuck ton of old content. That's, like, you know. Yeah. I mean, EA's never going to add it, though. Because that's fucking DLC money, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to nickel and dime it. Like, if I someone said, hey, man, I want to play a Star Wars game... That's you know, but I I'm coming from like this like FPS scene. Um, I would I would like to recommend Battlefront two. But, but like can't. I said, but like you said, it's like touching someone's dirty work. Dude, I plan on fucking on a song this game. Eventually. I I get it particularly because you're younger still. Like, okay. The closest I can get to that feeling is Final Fantasy thirteen. So when Final Fantasy Yeah Yeah, when Final Fantasy thirteen came out, I was real hyped about it, so hyped that all my friends put their money together to get me the game, and I will forever be happy that they got me that game. But boy howdy, am I upset that it was that game in particular that I asked them to get me because Final Fantasy thirteen was just half baked. And not in the sense that it was like not polished. That game was pretty. That game was done. They finished it all right. They did what they wanted to do. But this was around the time that Square Enix was giving up. And I also didn't do as much research behind some of the games I enjoyed back then. Um, And this is why I do so much research behind the games I enjoy now. Because little did I know that a lot of the staff from Square had left and done other projects. Ironically enough, they did a lot of these video games on the the Xbox, the 360, um, where it had a lot of the great RPGs. And to this day, I think uh, my friend Sarah is one of the few people who've played some of these great RPGs. She was one of the only people who had it and played um, JRPGs. Um, So, like, Lost Odyssey? Is that it? Lost Odyssey is, 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 is thought of as one of the best JRPGs ever made. Um, And I remember watching my friend Sarah play it in her college dorm. It was like around the... We were... Like, we had become friends and everything. She played that in Final Fantasy XI, the original MMO. So I remember watching her play these games. So... I understand how it feels when you see a game that should have quality from a company that used to do it and because of you you have that feeling behind it you feel weird recommending something based off that when there's no longer good quality 
Um, I mean, some people might call it like prejudice against the company, which you know. Yeah, it is. It fucking it fucking is. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Have you seen the shit EA makes? It's it's definitely prejudice. Like, like there's no way to like cute it up, but it's probably you know. I've talked to people who are like, oh man, this new Star Wars game is great. EA's been turning around. Like, no, they didn't make that fucking game. Yeah, no. A different company made that game. Yeah, no, it's not good. It's and and people, but the thing you have to understand too, people sometimes don't like to think. Thinking is hard, and I don't mean that in an insulting way. Thinking like it can ruin things for you if you overthink some stuff. Um, and there's there's a balance to it. Like don't over overthink things, but like if you're getting screwed about something, or if you're trying to examine something and why you enjoy it, that's okay. Like you can think about that. Um, and if you're aware of it, that's good. It's, you know, you're not, like, promoting racial fears. So, like, you know, like, it's okay, like, you know, to be prejudiced about your video game. So, yeah. I think it's okay. Huh. Uh, that's it for me. That's... Um, I don't have much video game news, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I have been watching, as with everything, I always watch things for like, uh, I've been watching Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works on Netflix. Where are I'm you? I'm enjoying it, actually. So, where, where are uh, you? I'm on, I'm on quote-unquote, season two, so episode 14. Who has died? Uh, um, surprisingly few people, so. Okay, everyone's going to start dying now. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> like one character is dying. Um, none of the endings in these things are happy. Oh yeah, I think. What was the one character that died so far? Oh, it's just been a while. Like, and it is uh, a very popular anime. So. Yeah, I know. I know that. <laughs> uh, like, I'm the only person I know who is probably. Not yeah, it. I think you're the only one um, that I know that hasn't seen it. Yeah, a friend of mine uh, has dressed as, as Ring Tosaka Dragon Con before, but anyway. <laughs> uh, 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 I think Ryder's the only one that's really died so far. Alrighty. Oh, well. But, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, the, the, the formula of that show is just a recipe for trash. Oh, yes. It's a freaking Greek tragedy waiting to happen. Particularly like when you get the face thing, um, um, fate zero. You get the face zero. It's a real Greek tragedy. Um, but yeah, okay. I won't say anything then. Who do you have a favorite, um, a favorite hero yet? Gosh, I don't know. They're actually, it's one of those series where most of the characters are pretty good. Yeah, um, the heroes are all awesome. Yeah, yeah. Fate, uh, Saber and Archer are both really cool. Um, Archer's a jackass. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he's the likable kind. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Sometimes. sometimes I guess. I, I like his back muscles. Dude can do some pull-ups. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> my favorite character is in every single one. I'm a Lancer guy. Yeah, Lancer is also cool. Um, Saber is probably my favorite. But, you know, that's really generic. I usually don't like main characters, quote-unquote, but she's not really. She works because she's a fish out of the water type character. Yeah, she is. She's like the only one that doesn't really seem to know anything that's going on, but she's so honorable it doesn't matter. Yeah, um, <laughs> she just rolls with it. 
Also, I'm sorry. Her gloves look like little oven mitts. They really do. I've noticed that one day, too. When, like, Man, these gauntlets are like oven mitts. What the heck? Oh, like, yeah, that's how they were back then, actually, you know? Well, yeah, no, I know. But if you look at the rest of her outfit, she could be mistaken for cooking. I don't know how I feel about that since she's a woman. But, like, um... But There's I cooking spin-off. You know what's there, funny right? though? It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, there is a cooking that spin-off. When one of the male characters does most of the cooking. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of the male characters does a lot of the cooking. Um, yeah. I like Saber's um, um, school outfit, her hangout outfits. Yeah, she's dressed yeah. really nice. I'm also a big fan of Rin, although she's not a uh, she's not a summoner. But I'm also a sucker Rin... for the sun, sun, Sundere. Oh, yeah. she's completely Sundere type. Um, she is, however, so there's a thing about her, though. She's a Sundere I can get behind because she's very competent. And they never lower her abilities to up the abilities of the guy character. No, she's very good at what she does. She's still, like, better than him at almost everything. And I like that because a Sundere's character is almost in almost all... Shonen designed to be a stepping stool for the guy to be better than her because they start off better than them. Um, and I think that's stupid. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you're liking it though. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm probably gonna watch more of these later. Nice. I made the mistake of finishing (laughs) Rage of Hummus on Amazon Prime and I saw Ruby Volume 6 on there, right? Right. I thought it was the newest season, and I was like, ooh, they have the whole season on Amazon Prime. I'm going to watch it. It was, I was like, dude, you've already no, seen Ruby season. We're on, season. Seven, no, we're on no. seven. So I was like, crap. Well, um, that probably will be my next thing, although, I don't know. I may watch another thing I'm probably going to watch another anime and wait till, because apparently Ruby is just on Prime eventually. Huh. So I'm like, I'm just going to wait till all of Ruby's on Prime and just watch it in That's nice quality. Instead of hunting it down or waiting till it's on YouTube or yeah. using it, I I don't like their website. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it and it's pretty... ironic because they actually the whole reason why they made Reef in the first place was distribution, and it's just not my favorite dis- distributor. It, yeah, it's it sucks. Like it's a yeah. bad way to watch it when I could just wait to do it on a paid service that I have and I can watch it in high definition. Um, mm-hmm. that I already you paid. You know for. that I think Ruby is for right. Yeah, I know. But is it is it the new season? Uh, That's the thing, is that I know where to find Ruby other places. The question is, is season 7 available on those streaming services? Because Rooster Teeth holds yes, it Ruby. Is. It is? It's available? Yeah. Okay. okay. I mean, check I, it out. I, just, I also wasn't sure what platform it was on, considering there's that whole mess with uh, their other series being only on HBO or something. Mm-hmm. Well, Arnold, I'll be... Using your verb. Um, I mean, it. you were watching that other fucked up anime. Which one was I watching? I watched a lot of fucked up anime. The what gambling one. Oh boy. Oh boy. You talk about having an anxiety attack watching an anime. I really, I really shouldn't watch that anime currently <laughs> with my anger issues and my anxiety. <laughs> but I watched the whole thing. And it was a challenge. And it is a great anime. And I suggest anyone watch it. However, I suggest no. you watch it with your favorite comfort food because you're gonna be sad. Uh, <laughs> no, fuck that, dude. Nah, that shit's good. That nah, shit's that good. 
You t- boo, boo. It is scary though. Real talk. It's one of the scariest anime I've ever looked at, and I'm talking Junji Ito levels. It's scarier than that crap because Junji Ito is horror scary, right? Otherworldly scary. Now the shit that happens in this gambling anime can happen in real life, and that's what makes it scary to me because it happens to a dude that's in our age range, Dustin, and like. He's had a hard life that's very, like, familiar for millennials. Like, it's just a lot of shit that is similar. The anime. The anime. Um, but yeah, good anime. Um, I may mention the name um, at some point. But okay, good talk about all the things catching up to. Let's get into our topic. Topic! Today, for the topic, if you didn't catch it, we're going to be talking about balls, testicles. <laughs> this is a sex education podcast where we describe how and where the male genitalia are located on a dragon. <laughs> if you're catching up on all this, we're going to start talking about, finally, for people who are not new to the podcast, Dragon Ball. And not just side mentioning yet. Yeah, they're not just side mentioning it. We're going it's to not be, just going to force its way into the conversation. No, it's not just going to pop up as it does almost every episode. We're going to properly talk about Dragon Ball, the series, um... And some of the nuances in it. Now, of course, Dragon Ball is massive, so we're not going to cover everything in this episode. There will be multiple episodes on Dragon Ball. Um, but I want to... I'm going to start the conversation off without going into what I'm going to center most of the conversation around um, initially. But when it comes to Dragon Ball, I just wanted to kind of start off because to give a preface for it, me and Dustin were the target audience for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z when we were kids and it came over to the Americas. Um, yes. And Arnold, it was not. Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z was done when Arnold was able to know what anime was and was able to pick what he wanted to look at and everything like that. Yeah, GT was probably... Yeah, GT was done too. Um, Arnold, however is a newly finished reader of the manga series Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Did you finish all the way through it now, Arnold? Uh, I think so. You got, got through the Boo Saga? Yeah. Okay. Oh, hold on. I did not get through that Boo Saga. Well, don't worry, even though you should have. Uh, don't worry. <laughs> um, well, I, I got through the cell arc. Yeah, yeah don't, don't worry. You this conversation is not going to be about the Boo arc or even the cell arc. What I was, however, what I wanted to say was, what I was pointing out the the age differences about it because my first question when it comes to Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, all the dragons, 
what does it mean for you? Because dragon anime in general, video games in general, I feel can mean different things for people. And this podcast can mean different things for people. This could just be something that people tune in to hear voices ramble on. Um, and the same token could be shared for anime and video games. You could just be playing games because that's what you like to do. You could be um, watching anime because it's what you want to do. However, I'm a very firm advocate and believer that you don't just do anything for nothing. You know when people say, I just do this because? I don't believe in that. Like, humans are very selfish animals. We want something for something. Um, and I believe you're looking at it or you're watching it for some reason. Now, it could be for sure entertainment. It could be for some metaphysical ideal, some philosophy, some cultural narrative for you. But I wanted to kind of see what you guys drew from Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. What does that series mean for you? Feel free to go anyone of you. I'll start off since I um, So when it comes to Dragon Ball, just in general, um, as James mentioned, I was kind of the target audience for Dragon Ball. Um, and uh, I remember initially watching it on, as, as we said before, this is a Review Southern Fried pod, Podcast, UPN69, one of the channels. Um, which I think is now the CW, is that right? Yeah, they were bought out or, or combined. They, something like that. Yeah, I, I want to say it was CW that purchased them first. But it could be Peachtree TV. Yeah, yeah. But I know what you mean. UPN. It still exists. It just has a new name. But at that time, it was UPN 69. And uh, it was on on Saturday mornings. And it's heavily, heavily edited form. Jesus where people God. were sent to the next dimension. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't even know if Arnold knows about that. But anyway, we'll <laughs> no, talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so I remember watching it and having no idea what was was going on because I picked it up in the middle of the Namek saga. Thanks. Woo! Um, you picked it up later than I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was in the middle of the Namek saga. And then um, later on, watched it on uh, Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network, yes, on Toonami, the original Toonami with Moltar before even. Uh, oh, before just, even they had. Uh, just to add on top. a little bit. Just to add on a little bit so that. Oh, God. Yeah, that was. Woo. Jesus, aging us. Um, just so people listening, all you youngins out there, back in our day, we didn't have anime streaming services. Oh, you wow. had to run home before Toonami went off, which was your channel that you went to to watch all the anime. Um, in the afternoon, watch yeah. your Ronin Warriors and your Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, yeah, and Voltron. Mm-hmm. Yep, Voltron. Jesus, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Dustin. Um, yeah, and or or you had to buy it on very, very overpriced VHS, not even DVD, VHS, VHS. So you just also know <laughs> were giant cassette tapes essentially that you put into something called a VCR. Um, you had to rewind them when you were done. Yes, and there were no In fact, menus. Master had a note on the. No, there were some previews sometimes. I remember there were previews. Oh yeah, that's right. There were previews. Oh, I said menus. Uh, I sorry. Oh, but, menus. No, no menus. You had to find it. If you want to go back and watch that part that you the scene you missed, you had to rewind that tape. Um, or fast forward it. I hope even, that you, your VCR didn't destroy the tape. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, enough of that. But yeah, I'm watching it. Actually, I have a weird little story. I don't know if I should. It's an odd personal story. 
Dude, we were all about all I had, uh, <laughs> uh, at that point in time, I we had kind of uh, iffy cable. This was like a small cable company that actually still provides cable for the town that I was growing up. Surprisingly, it is not Comcast or AT&T, mm-hmm. um, which is very rare. It's also not Spectrum. It's a small um, But uh, we didn't have Cartoon Network, and we had it as like a preview for a month before they started carrying it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just, uh, it was funny because I remember watching that episode every afternoon when I got back from school, watching Dragon Ball, and uh, got to the episode where Goku was supposed to come back. And uh, our get to Namek, you know how that was like a big moment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was when the last day of the month, except I looked out and there was a double episode. <laughs> I was oh, so disappointed at first that's because spoiler. I was like, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Cause that's a yeah. big point in Dragon Ball Z when Goku gets yeah. back to Namek. Yeah, it actually, actually, though, I lucked out, like I said, there was a double episode that day and I at least got to see him show up and, and own house after watching Gohan and Krillin run away from everybody. Do the thing where they're like, is he moving? And they like show his foot and it's like scraping the earth because he's moving so fast they can't yes. tell. <laughs> yes. Man, I also remember when I was a kid, uh, at a later point before we got, uh, before we moved to satellite, we were like early adopters of direct TV. Um, uh, having a, a, a church member like tape, tape that, that dang show at one point for me. <laughs> Gotta get your Dragon Ball in. Yeah. Well, okay. Okay. Is there anything in particular you would say Dragon Ball meant for you as far as anime or anything like that? Or if it, it didn't have anything? It was probably by much like my gateway drug to anime. It's a good gateway drug. Yeah, like um, yeah, it was the, the anime I watched initially. Um, I think the only show that I may have seen before that was maybe like Voltron on mm-hmm. VHS from our little local video store, which is something that's, that I feel I, I, that I kind of feel bad about that the earlier generation doesn't get to enjoy because um, it's a different experience, but anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, and uh, and also of all things, a really weird dub of Get a Robo G. But other than that, Dragon Ball was probably like the first one I really watched. Hmm. It was the first one I actually also kept up with enough that I wanted to I had sequential storytelling <laughs> that I wanted to actually keep up with. You wanted to pursue it and know what's going to happen. Like watching next. a soap opera, except you're a kid. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely like anime in general was like a soap opera for kids, depending on what you had. Okay. Okay. Arno, would you like me to go? Or would you like to talk about what Dragon Ball, or at least your experiences with Dragon yeah, Ball? Yeah, because I don't, I don't have a what's it mean to you. Yeah, you're fresh, you're fresh off of it. Like you wouldn't um, have a meaning right now. Bring, bring your new perspective on it, where you're somebody <laughs> who already you watch. Yeah, yeah you watched. You, you you came to it after watching a lot, right? Us who like started on VHS and. Yeah, this no isn't anime. this isn't like your first anime or near your first anime. This is like an anime you have known about ever since you've known anime. Because let's like like you know be real, it's so pervasive in culture and media that like you probably knew about Goku before you even knew Goku was an anime character. You know, um, and this is me just speculating, but like yeah, this is not your first anime. So like, what do you get from? Dragon Ball, you know, if anything. Like, what's your take on Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball? Well, I do enjoy the characters. Um, mm-hmm. The unique 
some uh, like unique cast of characters are in it, um, and all the personalities they have. I find Goku annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not in like like the oh my god can't stand, but like just like do too much of a goody two shoes. <laughs> there like, are times where it's like fuck, really man. Guy, when he really first man? when he first fights um Piccolo, mm-hmm. it's still a tournament. He's like, no, I don't need no help. Come on, man, it's still a tournament. I'm like, no, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like he realized his dad tried literally tried to kill her. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh man, you know, like we'll get more into that. That's something I wanted to bring up in today's episode too. But yeah, okay. So yeah, so you really enjoy the like you were saying the colorful cast of characters, um, kind of their influences on the anime and the manga, which you were getting essentially, yeah. Yeah, and um, the art style is actually still good. Yeah, I yeah. I, I still enjoy Toriyama's art. Toriyama is a fucking genius. I honestly, I mean, maybe like obviously, I'm reading this on Shonen Jump, so I don't know if they clean up the anime or not, but like. This could release this year. Yeah. And I still think it's great fucking art. The the anime... Actually, the manga, to me, has better art than yes. anime. Here's a, and here's the reason why. Um, oh, I should the, let the audience know, though. I have not seen any of them. And like, honestly, it's it's better this way because you are more accustomed to the, the graphical design and computer-generated anime than you are associated with what me and Dustin are used to is the hand-drawn um, anime. But what I was going to say is this about the artwork for Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon, ba- Dragon Ball the anime actually looks great. You know, it's 80s, so mm-hmm. it's going to look 80s. But it's, 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 it's dated, but it still looks good. It looks good. However, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, and Dragon Ball GT, they have some issues because of the popularity of it, and there's so many episodes that they distributed, particularly for Z, when me and Dustin were watching it, they distributed Dragon Ball Z to like six different companies, and so you would get different episodes per uh, per company, so the artwork would switch up, and then you would get some episodes that look real good, and then some episodes that look jank. You know, you get this in Naruto, Bleach, all almost all anime, unless it's done by like one house, like Madhouse or Mappa. Like if they they're doing anime, they do everything themselves. Um, and you can tell which animes do this. Like you know, you look at Fate, you can tell it's all one studio. Mm-hmm. You can tell Fate is it's, it's beautiful throughout. Anime. But if it's a massive anime and it's a big shonen. Like Dragon Ball Z, Arnold, um, you're going to get issues. Now, they've redone it, actually. It was Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is supposed to be a much cleaner version with better, better audio, better translation, and better um, voice acting. And it's supposed to stick closer to the manga. So, um, there's better versions to watch it. But I would say, if you're trying to get a Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z experience, read the manga. Like, it's the best way to do it. Because, like, I've seen art, and I've seen you watch Dragon Ball Super. Yeah. I don't, I actually don't like how sharp they are. Me either. I don't like, like how Super looks. Yeah, there's some, like, curved characters, like, fat people, but, like, it's so... Shiny? Sharp. Like, where's, like, the... Bu- yeah, shiny, too. Yes. Like, where's <laughs> the... I like the bubble yeah. art style. Like, it you... just... I don't... Yeah, like you said, this is, like, for the newer generation. Yeah. 
I don't fucking like it though. The art style looks weird. Well, newer, and we're gonna. I really, we're going to have just full disclosure soon, people. We're going to have an episode about old anime versus new anime. Um, new anime, however, goes for that. They go for that, like, and and this is not against any new people to anime, but they want to like distract you with the colors mm-hmm. and the shapes. Like, if you look at new anime, there's no like contrast really there's no intensity like you don't get this personal feeling that you would get from others now don't get me wrong for certain things it's really it's really good but kind of like what you're saying i appreciate toriyama's drawings and i appreciate the older depictions of dragon ball z because it has a different edge to it that's mm-hmm. missing from stuff like super I definitely know exactly what you're talking about, Arnold, because I hate Super. Because, so. like, I mean, it's pretty obvious that Super's all computer. Yeah, it, yeah, at this you point. You know, like, it's just... It's just a different Oh, no. Despite the fact that I'm just getting into Dragon I've always enjoyed hand-drawn as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a very different feel in some ways. I mean, there's nothing wrong with some of the CGI stuff. There's a very good job with some of it. Oh, yeah, there's, there's nothing wrong uh, with, like... But there's a very different that. feel from like old Dragon Ball Z or the stuff that, speaking of, we talk about anime's gateway through the old stuff they used to show on Anime Week on the Sci Fi channel. And you'd be surprised at what they did to improvise things that they lacked the capabilities mm-hmm. to do. Um, for yeah, there's a lot of weird techniques, especially with Dragon Ball, of, of using long still shots and things like yes, that to, yes. to burn. Time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is almost infamous now for yes, Dragon Ball is extremely infamous for how long it took to get to certain things too. Which I hear a lot of people complain about, and I can get it, but I'll I'll get into why I have a defense for that. It works. Um, it works in some ways. So. Um, but I'll say for me, my takeaway from Dragon Ball is it's a couple of things. I want to say Dragon Ball changed my life as a kid. Um. It did not do that, but it had some very strong impacts on my life in different ways. So, one thing, Dragon Ball was not my first... Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were, were not my first anime. That was Samurai Pizza Cats. Um, well, and, forgot about that one. That uh, one was also... <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats I was a... I don't know which a, one I watched first, though. But I know for anyway. certain it was Samurai Pizza Cats, because I was like, this is weird. Samurai Pizza Cats, for those of you who don't know, it's literally what it sounds like. It's about cats... Who run a pizza delivery service and also wear Roroni, like Ronin Warrior style armor, and yeah, they, they go straight up like Power Rangers, like Common Rider style transforming cat. Yeah, and um, the the big thing about Samurai Pizza Cats is that the translations, the English translations for Samurai Pizza Cats, is completely made up. Um, yeah. No one they knows. Had no idea what anybody was saying. And, and to this day, I've yet to hear the actual story about what Samurai Pizza Cats was actually about. Because the original creator liked the American dubbing so much, he said that that story is much better. <laughs> um, he um, So Samurai Pizza Cats was my first anime. However, Dragon Ball, I also watched on UPN. And I came into Dragon Ball um, around the Dragon Ball Z um, and I had seen a little bit of Dragon Ball off and on through like weird VHSs that my cousins yeah, had. Uh, same thing. I read it. I, I the v, for me the VHS came from uh, 
from Kroger when Kroger had video rental. Yeah. And so, like, I had... That was my experience, but my I, I'll admit that my true first experience had to be with Z because that's when I got into it and it was on cable or, like, local cable television for me to look at. And so Dragon Ball Z was a couple of things for me. It was the first time I had seen violence in a cartoon that was not done in this heroic fashion. Like, these guys were beating the tar out of each other, you know, mm-hmm. to the point that they were trying to kill each other. And, um... Also for me, because I came into it, um, I came into when Piccolo first dies. He blocks that giant blast coming in in front of Gohan. Yeah. So there's a couple of things for me. And this is actually something kind of um, important for me that comes up in a lot of anime that's important for me. Piccolo, and this is a joke in um, the Dragon Ball community and my community in general. Piccolo was the first black character I knew in anime. <laughs> and Dustin's laughing because he knows exactly what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Um, Piccolo is a tall, bald dude who's the only dark color around a bunch of kind of like light colored characters and stuff like that. He has the deep voice, he stands off, and he freaks people out when he approaches. He's essentially a black guy. Um, he is one of the nicest and thoughtful characters in all of Dragon Ball, but is also highly skilled. Um... Which he's made also it, one of the best dads in anime. He's one of the best dads in anime. We'll get into that joke later on. Um, but he also protected the character. So Piccolo was the first black character for me. So there's already, already a racial identification for me. But he also protected the one character that I related to, which was Gohan. Gohan was a punk-ass little nerd that did not know how to fight worth shit. But his dad was really cool and manly and everyone around him could fight and people would encourage him to beat people up. That was my childhood for a lot of that. Just so everyone knows. And so I identified a lot with Go. His mom was all about education, which was my mom. And so for me, Dragon Ball wasn't just this kind of gateway to a cool fighting anime, which it was. But I also, I, I tend to identify with people and things that I watch. And um, Piccolo, in particular, and Gohan, I identified strongly with. And I continue to want to watch it because of that. Actually, Arnold, um, full disclosure, remember when you used to have a bowl haircut? Oh, yeah, man. Arnold used to have a bowl haircut, everyone. So so when I first met Arnold, he had a bowl haircut. I immediately thought that was kind of cool because he looked like Gohan at one point. Um Gohan has a bowl haircut, just so everyone knows. At um at the beginning, yeah, on Namek, yeah. on Namek, they cut his hair. So um, for me, it was really cool, and I looked up to Krillin, who was a mentor, best friend to Gohan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wasn't the strongest character, but he also oh. had some of the coolest techniques. I thought Krillin did have something, and he also does like some of the smartest moves. In- yeah, he would blind people, cut, throw his destructo disc, and use it to escape. Um, he just stuff that's clever at times. Like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go distract this guy because he'll fall for it because he's kind of dumb. Krillin was not only a fighter, he was also a survivor, which um, a lot of characters in Dragon Ball were not. You know, they were fighters. Looking at, looking at you, Yamcha. Yes. Um, but, like, for me, that's what I take away from Dragon Ball. Um, it also got me really, really into martial arts. And because of all the nuanced Japanese and Chinese 
um, references in Dragon Ball. It got me really into looking into other cultures behind the stuff that I was into, which got me into more than just going, Japan is video games and anime. Um, and then also learning that Japan wasn't the only creator of cool things that I enjoyed and looking into all sorts of stuff. So Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z was a big progenitor for me on a couple of things. Um, outside of just being a goddamn good anime, like I'll also say that, like I loved Dragon Ball. Like it was so fucking cool to watch these dudes shoot freaking fireballs and move at the speed of light. Um, and yeah, that's for me that I took away from Dragon Ball, at least. Um, to my personal take. Um, but now that we got into our meaning of Dragon Ball, we were touching on this a little bit. But I wanted to talk about like Dragon Ball's contributions to anime. Which is huge. There are many. There are many. So, um, I'm going to start off with one because Arnold mentioned it. Um, they had the... I want to say that Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z was the first one to really make this a strong theme in anime. And that is the the plucky and kind of annoying main character that always (laughs) did the right thing no matter what. Even if it was... The not the smartest thing to do, right? Even if it, in fact, it was caused it caused more problems, right? That his virtue was so strong that you you could root for him no matter what. Because if you look at like um, Kinshiro from Fist of North Star, <laughs> Kinshiro's a nice guy. Opposite, yeah. Like he's a he's a he, like Kinshiro's is a is a good guy, but he murders people, yeah, constantly. Yeah. Oh. Somebody shows up and does something bad in Dragon Ball, and Goku kind of knocks him around and then tells him, hey, you know, be a better guy and we'll let you go. He literally... He like, you are already dead. In the y- next yes. Um, Guts from Berserk, you know, or the... Um, um, Guts is a... He's he's the hero of the, the manga and anime, but, like, let's be real. Like, Guts murdered some peoples. He, oh yeah, um, he, he stabbed Sometimes a child. Very little provocation. <laughs> like, it's just like you know what? It's more convenient to murder this. Right, and, and don't get me wrong. This is guts characters. This is the world that Berserk is. Dragon Ball is not that world. But when it comes to a shonen, I believe that Dragon Ball introduced that first character that also like never gave up. That annoying never give up. Where it's like <laughs> you should probably quit. Like, but he doesn't. Because I'm sure we can think of a character instantaneously who's like Goku. Let's see, Luffy, Naruto. Is that again? I, I, oh, sorry. Of... I said I think we can think of a character instantly that's like Goku that was inspired by Goku. Dustin said Luffy. Um, I said I said Naruto. No, I said Naruto. I said Naruto. Wow. Um, Midoriya. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what's the the main character of Hunter X Hunter? Oh, <laughs> gone. Gone, um, Gone is definitely inspired definitely, by Goku. He yeah. has a lot of similarities with Goku. Like, I actually feel he's more annoying than Goku. He is Gone. I hate fucking Gone. <laughs> fucking hate Gone. I fucking hate Gone. Like to the highest caliber of hate I can have for Our, any character. What's his it. face from uh, <laughs> Clover? Oh, Asta. Yeah. Um, Asta actually is more modeled after Naruto than Goku. Okay. If so he's. 
He does, however, have the 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 birth story of mysteriously popping up to an old guy. So you do have that. So and that's the thing, though. Even when you take away the characteristics of Goku as an adult and as a, a child, every anime has borrowed something from Goku. Blue at- energy attacks. That's a lot of characters. Rasengan, Spirit Wave. Like, you know, these are from Goku's Kamehameha. Which... Oh, also Tanjiro. Tanjiro's got some Goku aspects, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Toriko. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big, muscular, happy-go-lucky. Toriko is basically Goku. He's Goku he's like with food. alternate universe Goku. He is, yeah. He's saying musculature, everything. Um, and so... You get these contributions. I also would like to say Go- Dragon Ball Z is one of the first things to introduce the training arc. Everyone knows what the training arc is who watches or reads manga and watches anime. Um, and Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were the first ones to have the training arcs. Um, Did they also make the tournament arc? Kind of, yes. Yeah, because originally Dragon Ball was about the um, um, Tenchi Bukai. Um, the Budokai. Did I say Tenchi Budokai? Yeah. Tenkaichi Tenkaichi Budokai. Um, and... Also the name of a fighting game. Yes. Dragon Ball. And, um... <laughs> whole series of them. <laughs> um, they did the tournament arcs first, really. And I'm yeah, pretty sure there was, like, tournament arcs and other stuff, but Dragon Balls and Dragon Ball Z were the first ones to do it on that level and to do it that mass And make it a recurring thing, too. Yes. It was definitely a recurring thing where, like, you had that. It also... And it was a narratively... A, a, it, well, as part of the narrative, too. Yes. Because it gave a way to reintroduce characters. But it was... Show, change. It also was a, a jumping-off point for new plot. Right. And it was also about, you know, they were martial artists. So mm-hmm. the tournament arc made sense. Now you get tournament arcs in everything. And sometimes you're like, why is this happening? For instance, some, some are good, some are not. Oh, like some in exam art that works really well. Which one? The tuning exam in Nardo. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But that was see, actually a really good. But like, see, here's the thing. Tuning exam, Hunter good. Hunter exam, the, the Hunter exam, right? Two mm-hmm. really good arcs um, about a tournament, basically. But there's reason behind it. Can anyone tell me why the hell the demons have a tournament arc? Don't don't ignore. Sorry, and you, and can you say that again? Why the um the the demons and Yu Yu Hakusho? Why do they have a tournament? <laughs> there was some prize involved, but I can't. Remember. No, no, I it get the prize. They got the the whatever they want was a wish, right? No, 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 no. I get the prize. <laughs> Tell I, me why. I, why they're these tournament arcs work so well in Dragon Ball Z? Exactly, tournament arc. Exactly, and don't get me wrong, the dark tournament is one of the oh, best sagas in all of anime. That Especially because it takes that formula that Dragon Ball made mm-hmm. very standard, and it's like, what if it's team? So it matters that everybody yep. wins, and also, what if you can die? What if you can die? What if you can straight up murder fact, the crowd? It's actually, you're encouraged. <laughs> It's just straight up murder the other guy because then you don't have to wait for a count. It's more and it's more important to blow the fucker up than to knock them down. 
In um, fact, I think at several points in that thing, it's just like people start like leaving because it's like, you know what? If you sit in the front row, you're probably going to die in the collateral mm-hmm. yeah. damage. Yeah. I'd also say that Dragon Ball introduced high-speed fights. Yes. Which is has not died down at all. Like, every anime that I've seen so far, they up the ante of the physique and the capabilities of the heroes by doing high-speed fights. Mm-hmm. Um, the character gets so fat that other characters can't tell where they went. Yep. He and had, I even just speaking of, just like, happened in, in Fate at a few points. Yeah. Yeah, where, um, where Archer and Lancer are standing at each other and you just see them go boof. Mm-hmm. They just boof, they just boof out and it's yeah. amazingly well done. But like, they, they will boof out and it's done in Yu Yu Hakusho a couple of times, particularly with that scene where Hiei slices up the dragon and they go, um, how many times did he kill him? And they're like, I saw eight. And Kuro is like, I didn't see any. And, um, Kurama's like, I saw 12. And he's like, I cut him 13 times or something like that, you know? Um, and so, like, high-speed fights and everything like uh, that. I have to mention this one because it's such a trope setter. The dramatic mid-battle power-up, I think, was sort of... <laughs> yes! How did I forget that? You're dead on! The 11th hour superpower is TV tropes. Oh, forget the 11th hour. Power-ups in general. I want to say in anime... Training arcs, for that matter. Well, yeah, I said training arcs, but I mean power-ups, like Super Saiyan. So, the Kyubi in Naruto, the Kyubi mode. um, Demon mode for Yu Hakusho. um, Asta's demon mode, because that's a thing. Um, (laughs) um, Bonkai. Bonkai. Um... Arnold, you don't look at too many shounens, but can you tell me of, like, a power-up you know from a shounen? You mean, like, when Luffy gets the hockey? Yep, that's that. Uh, I would call that one. I would say or, Gear, or Gear Second. Second. Gear Second would be his power-up his power up mode because it's, super it's a Super Saiyan. It's where his body physically transforms to a different mode, as opposed to the hockey, hockey which is, like, everyone can kind of use it. Um, and you know, it's funny, too. I think... I should note on this. Somebody one time, I think, asked, like, Toriyama really, I think, debated over, like, how to do, what am I going to do to make this, uh, make this, like, look, what am I going to make this look? And apparently it was very, Toriyama has a lot of stories. It's just kind of like, whoa, what about this? And it's like, oh, yeah. I can say, I can say for Super Saiyan, one reason he actually drew it that way was because he was getting tired of inking the hair yeah, for the Saiyans. He yeah, didn't he want like, to ink their hair black anymore. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I need to transform. And then it was like, uh, well, what are you going to do? Well, if his hair's blonde, I don't have to color. Right, because to represent <laughs> a blonde or a lighter color in an anime. Black and white, you just in do. black and white, you just do this, the don't color in the hair. Yeah, um, I mean, that's not efficiency. What do you mean? Oh yeah, no. Um, and so everyone knows should know a lot this. of a lot of the things in that series came from stuff like that. Hey, I need a way to power him up, and the Edry's like, "Why don't you combine two characters?" Oh, we got fusion now. Well, I'll also give everyone this kind of um, this little tidbit for Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. Without Toriyama's wife, anime would have changed as we know it. So. Toriyama and his um, friend um, slash editor or whatever at the time, 
they were trying to think of something to do for their like next manga and they didn't know what they wanted to do well they were one time watching like a kung fu movie a chinese kung fu flick and his um wife came in to give them tea or whatever and she like asked them she was like why don't you just make um a story about that because you like it so much and why don't you just make a story about kung fu action stuff and Toriyama loved um, Chinese folklore so much, he decided to take the story of the Journey to the West characters and then revamp that and combine it with what he likes about Kung Fu stuff. And that's where you got Dragon Ball from. So Dragon Ball, the essential anime and manga, is essentially a Journey to the West done in the anime and revisioning style of, um, of Toriyama. Like, that's why Oolong exists, because there's a pig in it. You know, that's why um, Kame House exists because there is um, a turtle, you know, in it. Tenshin Han. Like, you have all these characters that's based off of the Chinese mythos and stuff like that. You can look at the designs of the characters' clothing that do martial arts. There's all Chinese tech um, designs and stuff for martial arts. And then Dragon Ball Z is inspired by his love for American um, comic books. Because he borrowed from Superman. See, like, Goku comes down to a pod. He's super strong. He lives his life differently on Earth. He's the strongest living creature on Earth. Um, yada, 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 yada. Um, but yeah, I would say that there's a lot of things that Dragon Ball co- contributed to the anime mythos as it is. But I think that's, like, a really important thing about it. Um... And then I have two other questions. I want to ask you guys, and this actually is even better answered by Arnold, um, but it can also be answered well by us. Does Dragon Ball hold up as a series today? And the next two parts of that, and there's a question after this too, but the next two parts of this one question is, what's bad about Dragon Ball? Uh, The series, and what's good about Dragon Ball? So... The first thing is, does Dragon Ball hold up as a series? Uh, do you mean, like, a story-wise, art, or...? In general, like, if, if there's something that doesn't hold up, you can mention that. But if there's parts of it that you... It, okay, let's just in general. Is Dragon Ball still good? I st- even though I haven't finished it yet, I still enjoy reading it. Yeah. It's okay. still a good... Like read honestly. Yeah, I kind of wish yeah. I read this. <laughs> um, you were blessed with the time where there was too much anime. <laughs> um, you say that like that's a good thing. There's some bad anime. You're right. I saw this new anime on Hulu today that was like, I don't want to get hurt, so I up my defense, and I was like, I want to murder people who think they can just take RPG titles and like. RPG aspects and turn it into a sentence and that's the title for your love anime. But, um... But, yeah. I'd say it still stands up. Overall. I know that... Actually, I don't know. I'm pretty sure most of my friend group... Most of my... I would say that most of my friends are nerds, but I actually had a whole bunch of different friends. Mm-hmm. But, um, most of them, uh, thank God, like to read. Yeah. Uh, even my like jock friends were actually pretty smart and not all about sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure even they would 
because uh, I I do know they read like not stuff. I think they enjoy this. Yeah. Um. The only like negative I can think of so far, like I said, I've not been. Is um. Like I said, <laughs> I'm getting you know Goku's just yeah way too nice of a guy. Yeah. Um, I like Goku. <laughs> I, I don't know if you'd agree with this or not, mm-hmm. but, like, in the beginning, it's kind of, like, you know, Power Rangers, it's, like, villain of the week. Yes. Oh, it's very formulaic in that sense. Like, they have a... Yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but I can't see some people are like, okay, who's going to be the villain in the next show? I can you say... Know, you I mean, mean, like, said, Dragon Ball? Well, Dragon Ball. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can say that is very Toriyama-esque, but also very old-school anime. What uh, And a lot of people can attest to this if you've seen it. And some new, new anime do this, but it's very popular in 90s anime. You have at least five to six episodes of Villains of the Episodes before you introduce your main arc villain. Yeah. Because it's supposed to set up a power scale. You're supposed to learn, oh, this character, so okay. Um Um Naruto beat um that dude with a bunch of Kagebushin. And now he's using his Kagebushin to fool this other villain in the next episode. Oh, this third villain, however, can sense when that Naruto is fake. Or when that Naruto is real and then like you know figuring out oh no what is Naruto going to do now and um I can see that as a detriment though some people don't like villains of the the week I actually at least appreciate this is just you know I'm the lore guy uh I do appreciate still that they when they have a villain Uh like from Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z is a lot more better um but in Dragon Ball they do still have some like story to him it's just yeah you know it's not like he's just there to be evil when it's done well there's a lot of continuity in dragon ball dragon ball z where like a villain comes back and stuff like that yeah that's something i can appreciate um yeah but that's just you know like i said i'm the lore guy i like reading stuff i love me some good a lot more stuff yeah okay Um, what was the second question uh, well, you answered actually what was bad and what was good, um, unless you have more of what was good or more of what was bad. So, those are those I, two. In my opinion, I don't really have that many bad things. I'm pretty sure there's someone out there that's like, well, the movie's glasses up. These facts checks, bro. Uh, no, motherfuckers. Um, uh. I mean, like, you, despite the fact that you guys say I'm like the fresh. Me basically for this old manga. I enjoy older content. No, 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 and we know that. So when, let me preface this: when I say that, it's not that you enjoy or don't enjoy old stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean, but I'm yeah, like, I'm just saying, like in general, I've actually always enjoyed older stuff than. Yeah, and a lot of people your age don't right. love Dragon Ball um, because it is. Because I do remember some people tell me. Dragon Ball is overhyped. Yeah. Dragon Ball is just, it's just old people uh, with nostalgia. And I'm like, mmm, that'd be, like, that's a Mario thing. <laughs> you know, like, I believe you, 
But <laughs> now that I've read it firsthand, it's definitely not. I mean, they're probably nostalgia, but like, I I enjoy it. Like, there's something I can enjoy, and yeah. it's no. I have no nostalgia for Dragon Ball. Right. You know, I didn't. I did not grow up on this uh, manga, and it's so good. You know what's funny? Because you said Mario is, a, is like that's the old person thing where they just like it's nostalgia driven. Um, most people who are nostalgic for Mario, they don't like the new Mario stuff. Um, oh, really? Yeah, no. Most the the reason Mario got famous was all of his old stuff, which still holds up today. Like his old video games are designed in such a way that you can like connect them to other video games and you can see the well-placed game design um and i can say for me i can say that as a person who is not a mario fan i don't like mario i am team sonic all the way um Uh. i am nostalgic for sonic actually um i don't like some of his new games but sonic i i am hands down i enjoy sonic in his world more than like mario don't get me wrong, Mario games are far better than most Sonic games, but there are some really good Sonic. Games. There are yeah, some Sonic really... Color was apparently pretty. Hey, there are some good Sonic games, but if you put them next to each other, the stack of good Mario games far outweighs the stack of Sonic games. Um, but yeah, so but okay, Dustin, let me ask you the same thing: Does Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z still hold up for you? And um, what's good about it? What's bad about it? Okay, so I will bring in some different a different perspective, I guess, in a way. I think it would because I just a few months ago, back in December, I guess it was. Mm-hmm. Um, was it December? I think it was December. Um, actually, was it maybe it was longer ago? Anyway, whatever the case. Um, a while back, I went back and yeah, it was like anyway. Um, a while back, I went and reread the manga with access to the Shonen Jump app. Um, and it, it held up well. In fact, the manga was an interesting read to go through and read all of it where I had watched it previously because that's what I, I got started on was the anime more than the manga. Um, but, uh, <clears throat> yeah, so I think it has held up. I, I keep super, um, the super manga, even though it's not always great. About it. It's enough that it keeps me reading it, so I guess in that way it's held up. Um, as a toaster, and they said also good and bad, is there. Yeah, yeah, like, what's something good or bad about it? Um, the, something, um, that I, I know one of the things it gets flack for is the pacing at times. Um, yeah. One thing, some arcs are stretched out very, very long in the anime, um, where stuff, not a whole lot happens, there's a lot of still shots and a lot of dramatic, um, framing, and not actually all that much happens in some episodes um, and that is I think it has its use but it's a little long at times like it kind of overstates its welcome when they try to do that at, at times not every time mm-hmm. um, although I also know Dragon Ball Kai tried to fix some of that yeah. and trim some of that out um, which is good because it was kind of there to basically help them keep the show moving when they were waiting on new content from Toriyama mm-hmm. yeah um I can completely agree with all of that. Um, I'll say for my end, I'll say Dragon Ball definitely hangs up, holds up to this day. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I reread it and found the. I found things about it that I didn't, and this is how I know things hold up. I'm rediscovering things that I 
I want to see in newer stuff, but I can't, you know, you can't put your finger on it. Like, you can't, like, exactly examine it until you see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dragon Ball has that in spades. You can just, when you can just giggle at the writing, and you can just giggle at the yes. design and stuff, and not even giggle as in it's funny. You're giggling at how well it's done. Like, um, that for me holds up. And I feel that is one of the reasons why it draws people in so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually going to be my link for what's good about Dragon Ball. The, the multiple ways to incorporate different people from different walks of life around the globe. Which a lot of things can't do. You know? And you can find something to identify in every character in Dragon Ball. And you can connect with someone. And maybe you don't want to. Maybe you just want to watch some muscular dudes beat the tar out of each other. But if you're looking for something like that, it can be found in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. And you can have a good time with it. And I think that's important when you're talking about something that is as big as Dragon Ball is. Um, Naruto kind of has that effect. Kind of. But I think Naruto also leaned on its cool factor a little bit more than Dragon Ball did. Um, to get where it was. And I don't think that's a problem. I just think that's the design of newer anime. That's how you do it. Um, now I will say the problem with Dragon Ball is also it's, it's hubris at this point. I think the legacy of Dragon Ball, or the legacy of Goku, if you will, (laughs) wink wink, that's a joke about a video game that was really bad that they released. Um, Game Boy Advance, Advance, yeah. Um, The the legacy of Dragon Ball, while not tainted by what is happening now, I think its oversaturation is what makes people get tired of it. It, You know, when you're young, you want to rebel against something. And in the anime world, it's easier to rebel against the old person's anime than anything else. Um, And, you know... Dragon Ball is an easy target. No one's going to get angry at you for rebelling against Dragon Ball, but people may, like, you know, cut you down your rebellion Sailor Moon or something like that. Um, which, you know, good reason. Sailor Moon is also amazing. Um, it was also another starter anime. It was another starter anime. Even though I was about to target them, okay? Mm-hmm. I watched a lot of Sailor Moon. I'm rewatching it. Um, but I was going to say that um, I feel that the... Over the overhype, kind of like what Arnold said, there is there is overhype in Dragon Ball. Like, just because it is good, just because it does reach the hype, doesn't mean it's not overhyped. That makes sense. Um, and so you see that with movies. You see movies that are good, but people overhype them as if they're the seven coming of Jesus, and they may not be that, but they may be awesome. They may be really good. Um, and Dragon Ball is definitely that. It is a precursor anime. It is a, um, it is one of the greatest anime works of all time. However, it is overhyped. And I think because of that, things like Super exist and you get all these changes to it and it messes up the formula that is Dragon Ball. Um... I also think, like what Dustin was saying, I think it's a little difficult to watch in certain things. Um, My recommendation, if you do ever want to indulge in some Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, read the manga. 
or watch the Dragon Ball Z Abridged, which, as we said in the previous episode, is no longer making episodes, which is very sad. Um, but I prefer that version. But okay, last question. Why are the Dragon Balls one of the best key items ever created? Oh, slash McGuffins. The title again. So we're getting into one of our first key items in the Key Items podcast. And this is a legit key item. The Dragon Balls are not only the name of the anime, but they are the key items of the anime. And I'll start us off. I believe the Dragon Balls, by design, are the perfect vehicles to give plot points. Because the Dragon Balls, by design, are ingrained with an ability to make you want to have them. And when you use them, they make your characters have to travel the world to get them. And you guys can elaborate on that. (laughs) So, yeah. um, The Dragon Balls are great in that regard because they create conflict. And good Mm -hmm. items and storytelling help create like if it's going to be something important it needs to create conflict. yes um, and they do that because they initially because we have them and they're just wish granting balls that people want also i think i should note that because of toriyama's sense of humor the ball joke is made actually in the series so when people go oh you mean when people make the testicle joke Mm-hmm. Um, they're not yeah. being they're not being as clever as they think they are. Toriyama made that joke in like the first chapter. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, they 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 motivate people. Um, they keep even when they're not as important because we have other threats. Um, they still are important because they are, uh, Toriyama uses them for um, plot reasons. Otherwise, like to get something done. Um, like getting Goku back from the dead or moving people out of harm's way or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he takes, he uses them in a way that makes plot points work. And like you were saying, they create conflict and I'd actually stretch it further and say the dragon balls themselves are neutral. They don't have any stake in any game on either side making them perfect for, like, manipulation by every character. You know? I think they're really good as far as that for key items. Arnold, could you weigh in? What are your thoughts? Why is Dragon Ball so perfect with his key items? I mean, I don't, I don't think I can add much after with us. <laughs> we took all the good points. Um, but no, I, all the good points. I would say, honestly, yeah, the, the Dragon Balls are by nature, one of the better key items in in anything, really. Because it gives vehicles to move the story along. Al- along. And it makes them one of the better MacGuffins in storytelling. Because you know at the beginning what the Dragon Balls do, and so you always have those rules for the Dragon Balls in place. And so when new rules are discovered or changed up, you have that perfect referential point that doesn't require too much. Um... And it also kind of capsulizes completely just the initial points of Dragon Ball, you know? What's Dragon Ball about? Well, it's about a kid and this girl that go around looking for Dragon Balls. End of story. And they, they want to make a wish. Um, so, yeah. 
also turns into really stupid wishes initially, which is part of the fun of the series. Like underwear. Um, Man, they even did that and brought that back in Super. Good lord. Um, what's another dumb wish? I can't think of the other dumb wishes. Uh, I want, several people want to be taller. Yeah! Like, oh man, I want to get my girlfriend some jewelry. That wish didn't happen, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah somebody wants to get a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, and you, you know the thing, too, about Dragon Ball that works perfectly? Is the way... Wish the, a good wish is somebody wished the moon back, apparently, at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone wishes the moon back. Um, just so you guys know, Piccolo destroys the moon. Master Roshi also destroys the moon. Master Roshi destroys the moon. Dragon Ball would be crazy, y'all. Although, um, I think when Master Roshi blew it up, I think uh, Kami put it back. Yeah, I think Kami put it back. Um, what, what are you guys doing down there blowing up the and I was also going to say about the Dragon Balls is that the Dragon Balls, they, the, when the dragon is summoned, that's eventful. Oh, yes. Because it, you know when the dragon is summoned, someone's probably going to get a wish. And you also know that afterwards, those, those Dragon Balls are useless. So they're majorly strong plot points. The Dragon Balls are such a strong plot point, they are generally used in every plot of the Dragon Ball movies. Mm-hmm. That I can think of. By the way, if you don't even like Dragon Ball the anime, watch all the Dragon Ball movies. You know, we're talking about good ways to experience that series. I think the manga is probably the best one. But if yes. you just want some good content, some, yes. some, not all the movies. There are some bad ones. Uh, but the movies are a good way to just get some. The original three movies are my favorite. Those three are the best ones. Uh, the first Broly movie is fine. It's okay, yeah. It's not bad. If you just want to see people get beat the crap out of Android 13 movies, okay. It's alright. All the Z ones are alright. Except for the first three. The first three Dragon Ball Z movies are phenomenal. They are. The strongest. The world's strongest. Dead Zone. I own at least two of them on DVD. I need to get them on Blu-ray. But, yes... So, okay, that was an episode. That was a Dragon Ball episode. And we finally started And a key items episode. And a key items. You got a two for bitches. That a long news section with many episodes all throughout it. You know those two-in-one DVDs you get from, like, Big Lots? You mean mean like the Dragon Ball 3 movie pack? Like the Dragon Ball 3 movie pack, which is what I own? Yeah, Um, yeah, Best Buy. You get it. We're quality here. We're, um... No, 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 sorry. We're quantity here, not quality. Just kidding. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Um, sorry about the little hiatus, though. Um, tried to keep that shorter around the time. But thanks for stopping by again, everybody, listening to the Key Items Podcast. Um, we are the Key Items Podcast, like I said before. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. You can also check our website out at keyitems.squarespace.com. And you can email us at unlockakeyitemspodcast.com. Please like and subscribe. Um, tell your friends about us um, and whatnot. We will do other Dragon Ball episodes in the future. They will be more centered around um, probably characters and arcs. Um, we definitely did not even scratch the surface of Dragon Ball here today. There's a lot to explore. Um, and we'll do this for other anime. So if you're not a Dragon Ball fan, don't worry. 
we're gonna do some Sailor Moon um, car captures oh, because I want to. <laughs> I've not seen any. That's so. okay. You're a you're a plebeian. You don't know about Sailor Moon. Um, <laughs> Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Oh boy. When we do right, Cowboy Bebop, honestly, could talk about Naruto. There's a lot of nice oh, stuff. we're definitely going to talk about Naruto. I I bring up Naruto sometimes to make fun of it, but I love Naruto. We're going to talk about Naruto. Naruto's cool. Um, Naruto's great. Believe it. Believe it. We're going to talk about Naruto. Um, we'll talk about how it was for. Actually, I really want to know Arnold's take about Naruto sometimes because Arnold, your first introduction to Naruto was through Cartoon Network, wasn't it? Dude, I don't even remember. I, I know it was because your sister talks about it. She talks about how you guys looked at Naruto on Cartoon Network, which is phenomenal because people in your age group, Naruto is their Dragon Ball, right? Really so is. you guys got literally the same experience that I got, but I looked at it from the perspective of that you guys were getting lesser content because I used to illegally download Naruto episodes whoa, 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 from Japan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to bleep that out. What are they going to do? Sue 13-year-old me? Yes. <laughs> they will find a way. Yeah. First off, if they think I'm the only human being that did that for Naruto, you're out your bloody mind. Um, we made a mind. We, I remember we'd get the episodes of it and we'd watch it in, in the dorms. As a matter of fact, I hate While to break it. While playing Naruto Ninja Tyson 4 on the GameCube. Uh, with, I, our little, with our little... Our little the whatever you call the thing, the the disc that would let you that you emulate stuff on there. Yeah, um, you Japanese games. I was going to say this: if it wasn't for emulation and illegally downloading of anime, the anime industry would not be as big as it is today. Hate to break that down to you, because the way they marketed it over here in the states and in Europe before was crap. We had to go to an FYE or whatever other media play media play store going to the back section. Media play, you died too soon. Yeah, we had to like go into the back section and like find ways to like convince our parents that this wasn't like some form of like foreign pornography <laughs> to to watch it. No, real talk, I actually had a dude point which i did not realize was basically that but yeah like you didn't know and every parent body's parents wasn't as like, huh? like a lottery ticket sometimes you're going to get something that's just normal action sometimes you got something that was very lewd yeah and i know my mom wasn't going to let me watch anime there was too many factors in it she didn't like it everything looked too demonic for her so <laughs> like you know um the uh, the Armating that better Arnold of anime and um, certain Japanese video games is what popularized a lot of this stuff over here because they were not laying out. Toonami definitely helped, but mm-hmm. and Adult Swim, maybe. but yeah, like if it wasn't for me screaming to everyone about Bleach and Naruto in my middle school, it probably wouldn't have gotten this bit. Well, I'm not saying I'm the one that only one that did it, but. Um, but yeah, so we're definitely going to talk about Naruto, going to talk about Bleach. Any anime, like, Arnold, you're dying to talk about? Arnold watches different anime. Yeah, I watch a lot of different, there's nothing I'm really dying to talk about. Arnold watches a lot of slice of life anime, and if he had known me in my early 20s, or my mid-20s, 
we could really talk about that. Because I watched a lot of Slice of Life around the same time. Don't watch it anymore. Shit makes me roll my eyes. But boy, howdy, did I watch a lot. I used to watch this anime called Working. Um, which is literally... I actually, a... no, it's funny. Is that, uh, I don't know if he listens to podcasts or not, but I have a friend who watched Working. Yeah, okay, the way it came out, it sounded like you had a friend that watched Twerking. No. And I was like... <laughs> no. There's an anime somewhere too at this point. But, you know. but, um, but yeah. Um, Arnold, I kind of want Arnold to like lead an episode on Sergeant Frog. Dude, it's so long since I've watched that. <laughs> yeah, but I you think, are a you fucking know what I think this means? I think at some point this means we need to watch some Sergeant You know, I've Frog. actually never finished it. You never finished Sergeant Frog? I never, I never, um, I don't have the last season. Fucking loser. (laughs) What the fuck? What the You have to make this happen, recap. Oh, the reason I say this, I'm joking. Arnold was a huge fan as a kid of Sergeant Frog. Like, fucking loved it. I got, um, Chris Sabat, the voice of Kuwabara Vichita... Piccolo and the the angry frog and Sergeant red Frog, the red frog. Um, we got his autograph for Arnold once at um, at Dragon Con, the convention we go to here. And um, I remember Arnold being ecstatic about that. Um, I also have Chris Avot's autograph, but I have it on Full Metal Alchemist and um, my Kuwabara. That's a whole episode, by the way, too. Oh, Full Metal, yep. Full Metal Alchemist is definitely an episode. So yeah, we're definitely going to hit other anime. I think our next episode probably will be more gaming um, related, more than likely. Um, but yeah. So, stay tuned. Hope you enjoyed it. And you guys, you, you guys, stay safe out there. Shit is going down everywhere lately. Um, practice good healthy health habits. Wash your fucking hands. Use that sanitizer. <laughs> no, don't do that. That's what made the coronavirus. <laughs> I say well, this. Ideally, um, wash your hands. I if say, you can't wash yeah. Your hands, use yeah. What I mean by that is, don't rely on it. Yes. Please wash your hands. That is the medical, like, full on. Ask any doctor. The best way to clean things is generally going to be washing your hands. Um, sanitization, um, as far as like using sanitizer, is for uh, other stuff primarily. But you need your healthy germs on your hands. Mm-hmm. They're your friends. Um, like they, they beat up the, the other. The yeah, but you don't. You don't. You don't need your. <laughs> you don't need your PP germs mm-hmm. on your hands. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> But yeah, stay safe out there. Um, try to be nice to people. Because a lot of y'all ain't doing that right now. Just be nice to people. Um, but anyway, peace out. Bye. See ya. Thank you for playing 